This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. For the Build Ford Tough Studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Wednesday morning. Boomer's still out this week. That means we've got Jerry in here again. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Gee, good morning to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. I've got CeeLo in my head, though I have to say, as I was getting dressed this morning. I, I, I don't know if you lay out your clothes before. I do, the night before, yeah. So I lay out my clothes the night before, and I decide I'm going to put on this vest. And uh-huh. I said, well, wait a second. CeeLo is in. Big vest guy. And he always wears a vest. Big Can vest I guy. also wear a vest? Is that too much vest for the program? No, nah, you're good because I'm not going to wear one. So I did think about that. I said that we're not going to have three or four vests on the program. And I didn't want CeeLo dictating what I was going to do. <laughs> I didn't want be. him to influence me so much mm. that I was going to change my outfit. So I put on the vest as well, Jerry. And uh, this is a Silo Ridge vest that is very, very nice. So I'm excited to uh, wear it this morning. And CeeLo, by the way, wore a vest today. Uh, he always wears a vest. And I have become very accustomed now to the vest when I golf. Yes. Lo- I actually I never realized how freeing it is. Yeah. And it also keeps you pretty good. It's pretty good. pretty good. Welcome to the world of the vest. Yeah. Uh, so you know how Boomer always talks about how he knew about everything that happened before it happened? Like, that's one of those things where I told you this, I told you that. And I'll bust his chops. I'm not just, I say this to his face, too. I'm like, man, you love being right about Mm -hmm. these things. And we do the Boomstradamus. We bow to the thing. And he, you know, he loves it. I told you about this six months ago. So I'm going to have one of those moments, if you allow me. Please. If you allow me. And I don't do it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I figure since Boomer isn't here, I'll give you a little taste of Boomer while he's out. So right after the Super Bowl... Uh, it was the show after that Monday we were out in Vegas. We saw what happened on the sideline with Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. And in that discussion, I said, you know, NFL Films has all that audio, right? Don't they have every single thing? There's boom mics everywhere. Mm-hmm. I said, do you think they're going to release that video with the audio? And Boomer said, they have to, don't they? I mean, it's part of the whole thing. It's a Super Bowl. It's Andy Reid. It's Travis Kelsey. And I said, I'm not so sure. Because we're talking about Andy Reid, one of the most respected guys in the NFL. Travis Kelsey was quite possibly the most popular man in the NFL right now. Uh, Not from football fans, but just 
people in general because of the whole Taylor Swift relationship that I don't think if it's something bad, like if it's something along the lines of a really disrespectful to Andy Reid, then they're not going to do it. If it's just we got to win this game, coach, and put or, me in, or then maybe they would release it. But they didn't release it. And the reason I bring it up this morning is because Ryan Glassbeagle of the New York Post, who I guess is the guy now who's doing all the Andrew Marshan work for the Post that Marshan went over to the Athletic. Did some digging, did some reporting on it, wrote an exclusive article about it because he was also wondering the same thing as inside the NFL put out there. This is where you hear all the stuff. As you know, you'll grab some of that stuff from inside the NFL, play the audio. That's where all the stuff comes out. So the inside the NFL Super Bowl uh, edition comes out and they just gloss over it. Yeah, they had Romo's call uh, talking about it. Yeah. yeah, I know. So Glass Beagle digs in. And he talks to NFL people, and, and they basically said that it's probably Andy Reid that squashed it, the Chiefs squashed it, and you're never going to see it. And that, to me, is a load of crap. I agree. It's disingenuous if you're going to put out all these other... like you. They put out video and audio of the Niners looking like idiots yes. with the whole overtime rules. And you're going to tell me that the Niners just okayed that? Like, it really made Kyle Shanahan look like he had no control over... It was Juszczyk, Kyle Juszczyk, who was uh, first and foremost, was highlighted. He was the one like, so wait, we, what are these rules? Like, he looked like he had no idea, which he didn't. And on top of it, they had all the video and audio of the Chiefs celebrating that the 49ers screwed up. And didn't realize what was going on. Yes. So I think they really made the Niners look terrible. So you're going to tell me that San Francisco okayed all of that. But the Chiefs could say no to what everyone wants to see, which, I mean, what? how bad could it possibly be? Did he call him a stupid effing walrus buffoon? <laughs> no, for like, how bad could it be? Because they gushed about one another afterwards. Yeah, yeah. These things happen all the time. Quite frankly, I do think that if these were other players, it would have been blown up even more than it was. Oh, 100%. Um, so I, I think it's disingenuous, and I think it stinks if you're going to throw out so much of it, but not the most important part, quite frankly. Yeah, exactly. And it's not even so much that, that we have this thirst for what was said as much as it's a double standard where yes, it is. everything, a part of these guys' lives are invaded all the time. And a lot of it they, they bring upon themselves, whether it be Kadarius Tony in his Instagram live where he was saying all this stuff he shouldn't have been saying and he's controlling that. There's a lot of this other stuff. I mean, we talk about the Sam Darnold ghost thing and the Jets were upset about that and, and the NFL teams do have control over what happens during hard knocks, but to your point, you can't tell me that the 49ers like, hey, yeah, put that out there that none of the players had any idea what the hell was going on in the overtime rules. There's no way. So I think when it comes to the Super Bowl, it's a different situation. Whatever is said there, unless it is something along the lines of a strategic thing that is also said maybe without cameras or maybe something up in the coach's sure. booth, that to me is an invasion. This happened basically on the field. And it was shown for how how many hundred million people that saw right. it happen in real time. And Al brought up in the warm-up show, he said, what if this were Kadarius Tony? Obviously, it was Kadarius Tony, 100% we would hear it. But I'll even give you one that's even more of a... Uh, apples to apples in the sense of coach and player and and high profile. I think that if it were George Kittle and Kyle Shanahan, we would hear it because they lost the game. Mm -hmm. George Kittle is known to be a little bit of a goofy guy. 
Kyle Shanahan was getting slings and arrows everywhere after this game. They wouldn't have had any respect for those guys right. to to not put that out there like the way they did with this. And I think that the NFL, without a doubt, and I, and I know, and listen, I'm certainly tired of talking about Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but that has something to do with it. They they rode this thing to heights. I would have done the same thing if I were CBS in the NFL. I'm not saying I wouldn't. You had to. You had to attach yourself to that. Mm-hmm. The popularity of the game, the more eyeballs, everything. It just boosted everything up. So now if you have the audio accompanied with the video of Travis Kelsey, you know, America's new sweetheart, calling his coach a mother effer or whatever he said, that's not good for their brand. But, the, but what are we worried about? The 2024 season? I agree. Like, come on. I agree they shouldn't be worried. But I, I used to say that all the time about what's the NFL worried about. And they say protect the shield, protect the brand, protect this, protect that. I think they're being overly sensitive with this thing. Uh, and, and in protecting Andy Reid and, and Travis Kelsey, but you can't be the most popular people in the sport in the middle of a dynasty and then get that swept under the rug. That's I not because not everybody gets that. And how many times did we see NFL films relieve stuff about Brady yelling and screaming oh, yeah. at his teammates? Right, right, right. I mean, you want to talk about disrespect, and I know you want to say that he was doing it to motivate them to get to get them go. All right, fine. It looked pretty damn disrespectful, though, when he's sitting there throwing helmets left and right and screaming at his offensive line, which we saw over and over. And they released those tapes no problem with the audio. That's right. Remember the Peyton Manning, Jeff Saturday yes. one? They were screaming at each other. That yes. was out there. I mean, all that stuff was out there. I mean, it is, it's, it's nonsense. Now, the, uh, the Post hired a lip reader. I was going to ask about that. And uh, and it was, let me get the exact, the exact situation. Because all the camera shots and angles, you, I mean, Travis Kelsey's almost facing the camera. Right. So there's no doubt someone's got to have an idea of what he said. All right. So the lip reader claims that Travis Kelsey, or believed that Kelsey said, hey, come on, you effer, put me on. Now, that there's nothing wrong with that, by r- the way. R- well, I mean, you effer and bumping into nah, him, obviously, the whole, the whole thing the, is a little bit the, tough. The, no, 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 the bumping into, but in terms of what he said, yeah. that actually backs up what they said, yeah. is that all he, he just wanted to get his point across, I want to be on the field. And what right. you just read to me, okay, maybe you don't want to call your coach a, a <laughs> fair enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's not like he called him a piece of... Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, right. You, yeah, Not, you you overweight slob. Right. You. He didn't pig insult face. them. That's probably how they talk to one another. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and he's just giving me too many. Good I things. can imagine. But anyway, um. So yeah, I just it's it is it's insane the protection. I mean, and and this guy is is just at the top of his popularity, and maybe so. I'm so I'm thinking. All right. So if I'm someone in NFL films, right. And Clark Hunt calls me, the owner of the Chiefs. Yes. And Clark Hunt and let's just say Andy Reid together mm-hmm. give me a phone call. And they say, uh, you know, I, obviously the Sables ran NFL films. They both have now since passed away. I don't know who's in charge of NFL films. Right. But they call up and they say, listen, we really, really want you not to play this this audio. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a problem for us. And, and Andy gets on there and goes, listen, I'd love Travis. This is just a moment. Can you... Please protect us in this situation. Uh, how would you handle it? I mean, that's got to be a tough I phone call. I would tell them to announce that they that it's them that requested. Because then it looks like they're hiding from something. Yeah, I'm the true. NFL. i got to wash my hands of it because it makes them look weak. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does. I'm watching the video, I think what you read to me is probably accurate. Yeah, the, the, what the accurate. lip reader said. And and, I, and if I'm the NFL, I was there, what are you afraid of? Now, I get the whole, um, uh, what's her name? What's her name? What, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. God, good Lord. Yeah, yeah. I get that whole angle if it was 10 times worse than what you just read to me. It's sure. nothing. Yeah, but I also think, too, like, all right, so forget about that for a second. It's just the fact that that Andy Reid probably is, he's protecting his guys more than anything. From what, though? How does it, let me ask you this. The accompanied audio with the crazy face that Travis Kelsey he's is in making, his face and bumping him. He yeah. looks like a lunatic. Yeah. How does that make it look any worse? It doesn't. Yeah, at I least could in actually, my opinion. I could actually make the case that protecting the audio and leaving it up to interpretation yes. makes it worse than actually just putting out what I he said. If it was, more. if it was, come on, you effer, put me on. Which, Which put me on doesn't make any sense. Should be put me in. Well, I guess he meant put me on the, the field. field. Put yeah, me I in, guess. yes. And he's speaking very passionately in the moment. But you would have the video, the audio, and that video would be again lumped in with the audio and video we saw of them basically mocking the Niners and themselves, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Kelsey with his brother. As, not apologizing for it, but acknowledging he was wrong. To me, it's over. Yeah. And instead, all you've done now is extended this mess. Yeah. I, I just and one thing that that NFL players do not like, and nobody likes really in society, is double standards. Right. Yeah. And and that right there is what a guy like Travis Kelsey, amongst his peers, he'll always be respected for what he's done and, and the tight end records and everything, and the first ballot Hall of Famer and all of that. But something like this is where, like, his peers will be like, you know what? Screw you, man. Mm-hmm. Like, if that were me, I'd get roasted. Let me ask you this. If that's Tyree Kill and Mike McDaniel. Oh, my God. It'd be all over I the think place. He'd get, yeah. And it is a double be, standard. I'm telling you, I think it would be any other player. I think if that were Patrick Mahomes, we would have heard what uh, said. He might be the one exception. But I get your point. The, the, the Kelsey Swift thing. Probably and how it. those two are just put up there is like the, the greatest thing that America has ever produced. Yeah. And we can't have anything that's going to knock that down. Well, what is the NFL going to do when they break up? Oh, my God. Might They're going to have to have like a like a basically a wake on the NFL <laughs> network. They're going to have to bring in that Chris Rose after the offseason and have a, basically have a ceremony. Might have to just shut down and go to the UFL. <laughs> Come on, man. I need to sit shiva for a week. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Yeah, it is. Um, I know the NFL right now is the most popular thing going, and I don't know what's even close to it when you look at the numbers, but sometimes they get in their own way. And in a case like this, this is unnecessary. This is, I know most publicity is good publicity. They don't need us opening a show talking about this two weeks after the suit. It's no, stupid. No, right, right, of, of course. And they, they probably should have known that. I mean, did they really think that they was just going to be glossed over on inside the NFL and someone wasn't going to write about it or someone wasn't going to talk about it? I mean, immediately I had that thought in my head right after the game that we would have a situation like this where they'd, someone would have to make a decision to release that audio or not. You know, it's so funny. We were talking on, I guess it was, when did you announce your retirement, guys, Eddie and Al? List was it Monday? Was it Monday. last week? Yeah, I believe it was Monday. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it was, right? Because well, Rob Manfred announced over the weekend he's done in five years. And we were talking. I said, well, be commissioner. That'd be fun. But then I sat there and said, my God, every day you've got to wake up and wonder what's going to be on your desk. Like Roger Goodell just got through Vegas without an incident from any of his players in his league, any of his coaches in the league, any of the franchises in the league. Vegas, Sin City, hookers, gambling, alcohol, weed, all that stuff, no problems. Everything went well. 
The Super Bowl goes off without a hitch. You get an amazing game in overtime. Couldn't have been better. And now he's going to wake up this morning and be like, oh, what are we dealing with now? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't even enjoy a couple of days. Right. I know. And I don't think this is going to be... That's just stupid. Like a like a Ray Rice no, no, video no, 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 type no. of thing. But it's definitely... It's unnecessary. It's a nuisance. It's unnecessary. Yep. And, pe- and people don't like to watch the preferential treatment in certain situations like this. I, I mentioned the peers and the NFL players. I mean, fans, too. Yes, I agree. I like, what? Like, I mean, this guy all of a sudden now gets protected, especially when you're talking about guys who make so much money. And if I were an athlete or someone else on that team or someone on the 49ers, I would be legit pissed about that. Imagine C.D. Lamb doing this to Mike McCarthy. Oh, my God. It we would have plastered all over the, the Internet and the news. I mean, we would, it would just it would be a meme for the rest of time. Yeah. How about I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. and John Harbaugh? Or could you even, imagine? Yeah, right. Or Tom Coughlin back in the day. Right. I mean, they had those those things. Yeah, of course. Not only would we release it, we would release it and we would have it in, like, in big lights. Oh, yeah. It'd be, we'd translate it into every oh language God. so everybody in the world could understand what was going on. Yeah, it's pretty crappy when you really think about it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, it's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. CeeLo and his best will be joining us in a couple minutes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got CeeLo with us wearing that vest. Is there a day that you do not have a vest on? Yeah. Monday, I was in with the uh, BT. I had a oh, Rangers quarter zip that's on. That's right. It's yeah. only here that you go vest every day. Uh, not every day. It's I know close. it seems that it's way. It's close, it, you know, which but is again, fine. Again, you have turned into a vest guy yourself, and I you have. often will wear them, including today. And no, we I both have you. the kind of the, like the baby blue uh, long sleeve under the vest. I will say that you inspired me yeah. uh, with the vest, and now I'm a huge vest guy as well. It's also freezing in this studio Always. usually, so it's nice to have a little extra layer, you know, especially know. when you're running low on sleep, and you can be a little bit more affected by those things. I have a routine when I show up at the office. It's uh, put on the lights, put on the television, 
log into my computer, and then hit on on my space heater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that's what I need back there. And then I warm up the hands, and then I'm ready to roll. There you go. You, know, you guys are talking about vests. This jacket Boomer gave to me nine years ago. I was going to yeah. say, I've seen you wear that yeah, for many years. On that How many? Because I have not been able to find one as comfortable since. I've probably, Kim has probably bought me 15 jackets since then. I don't like any of them. Yeah. And I just got another new one. Mm, don't like not it. Not a fan. And it just sits there in the closet, and I continue to wear this one because there's, I don't, yeah, I just something me. about it. it. Yes, it just fits. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Got to put the jackets on the no fly list and tell people to stop buying them for you. No, I'm looking for a new one. Oh. It's enough with this well, one. Well, if you don't like but... it, then return it. Or it's probably you need to wear it a few times yeah, before you make up your mind, sure. and then you can't return it. And once you uh, rip the exam, I'll yeah, take it back yeah, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been hard to replace. Mm. Well, listen, nobody could top my 24-year-old Timberlands. Nobody. 24? Mm, anybody 24. have a t-shirt older than that? Yeah, but... Oh, for sure. 100%. T-shirt versus the Timberlands yeah. is a little different. He's got the rotation. Yeah, I guess. How often do you wear your 24-year-old Timberlands? Twice a year, maybe. Oh, all right. Actually, last different. year, I don't think I wore them at all. Oh, so yeah, okay. Because there was no snow. So it's only when there's snow. Just and I think snow. we're done with the snow this year. I agree. Oh, Jerry, we got 50 know. degrees next week. Put that out there. And and don't look at me. I'm looking at the long-range forecast what temperatures. Well, I mean, the temperatures are what they are. Yeah. We'll I see. think we're pretty good. That's the first thing I do every day is look at the 10-day. Yes. Just scroll through and look at the temperatures. Day. I was in April. You were to April? Yeah, bro. if you go, well, like the end of March, not quite April. But yes, on AccuWeather, you can go 30 days out. Are you See, looking for baseball purposes or golf purposes? No, snow purposes. Snow. No, I don't I want to do with snow anymore. I, I understand that's that. All. Oh, okay, I no, thought that's you were really looking when you get outside nope. and low Just activity. curious how much longer winter is going to last. Okay. And it looks like we might actually be through it. Well, Punxsutawney Phil said uh, early oh. spring, so we're good to go. Every time Punks of Tony Phil gets brought up in Groundhog Day, remember when Bill de Blasio dropped that groundhog and killed him? <laughs> That's what I think about. Staten Island Chuck? What a terrible story that was. Chuck. I mean, you want to talk about a... The groundhog, it died? Oh, real? yeah. Yeah. God. It died from its injuries because that big doofus dropped it on its head. Speaking of terrible stories, you hear me tell Al the update on your uh, Soho Hotel murder yes! person? What I happened? saw it this morning. Yeah, they got to like, track this guy down for stabbing multiple women in Arizona. Yeah, Ooh. so he went to Arizona after he killed the woman at Soho 54 Hotel. Yeah. He, he, I guess, drove out, rented a car or something, drove out to Arizona, stabbed some woman at like a gas station, then dragged the McDonald's employee <laughs> into the bathroom, stabbed her. Ugh. I think both lived. Uh, which is God. positive Amazing. news. Yeah. And then he said to the cops out there, hey, Google uh, Soho 54 murder. Wow. I'm wanted for that. So this guy obviously clearly unstable. Yeah, I would so, say so. I mean, and then I see uh, this morning I'm watching the the local news on, on Fox and they got a, a reporter standing outside of that hotel. <laughs> And that hotel's got to be like, come on, guys, enough for all. Yeah, the same way they're just wondering why you had to mention their name again today. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Sorry. It's true. <laughs> But like they're probably showing up to work, like seeing another news truck. Like God, yeah. What now? It's bad enough we have no one here. Go right around now. the corner. <laughs> Stop. By the way, speaking of news, did you see this Bradley Beach thing? Oh, yeah. Al tried to that see was, it. That was the that open, was the uh, open the of the warm up show, show. Jerry. Yep. Oh, that he I'm couldn't sorry. that he couldn't get access to the the video because have the, you since seen the it? News then? Twelve websites. I've sucks. read all about it. I have not still not seen it. Okay, He's having Is a hard I, time getting access to the footage. Understood. Okay, fair enough. I had a friend of mine that reached out. My friend Steve said maybe Al should go run to be new. Was deputy police whatever. chief? Yes. Police chief and a sergeant got into it. Apparently, you can go clean things up. Down there. <laughs> I would love to. 
See, that video and audio is out there, and the Kelsey and Reed one still is. <laughs> That's isn't. right, exactly. These are two very high-respected men in their community. <laughs> oh See, the double standard? Mm -hmm. uh, all right, CeeLo, what's going on? Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Aaron Judge with the media down in Tampa yesterday. Obviously missed all that time last year with the toe injury, with the cement in L.A., Dodger Stadium. Asked if he almost needs to gear it down defensively to make sure he stays healthy and in the lineup. Well, I keep getting hurt in right field, so that's why I think they moved me to center field, so I don't I don't get hurt over there. But, um, you know, I think it's just... Collecting his thoughts. Hello? Yeah, there's definitely a gear. I think it's just about playing smarter. It's interesting that's he different, made sure. the point about the center field thing. Like, I guess from the... I know he was kind of half-joking, but also from the standpoint of maybe not dealing with as many walls, and whether corners. it be in foul, yeah. Yeah, corners, foul territory, center field, deeper, having to go but back remember, on the ball. he might be tired at the end of the year if he plays too much center field. Mm. Yeah. Stupid. Well, I'm sure I there'll be, great day, there'll be days there. off mixed in. So uh, there, well, He'll DH a little bit, absolutely. And that's why I think the Trent Grisham part of the Soto deal is kind of glossed over a little bit, but at least they have a... Stout mm -hmm. defender they can throw out there with Harrison Bader gone to the Mets now. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, we've heard Brian Cashman say the Yankees are not pencils down yet. Still open to some other roster additions before the start of the season. Sounds like Judge might have some inside info. It's going to be, a, I think, a constant maintenance, I think, the rest of my career. That's the wrong one. Here you go. <laughs> They're always trying to improve. They're always trying to make moves. You know, if it's via trade, if it's via free agency. You know, so I definitely feel like there might be another move on the way, but... You know, you never, you never know. And there we'll might be, but you know, looking at it this morning, like this team should win a lot of games this year. They are and really he did good. Say that as well. I mean, even he, if they don't make a move, he feels like they have enough to get to where they want to go. Right. You almost forget Alex Verdugo's on this team. Yeah. And then Stanton again. Now you're not looking to him to be the Stanton of all. Just be productive in any way, shape, or form. I mean, you look at that lineup. When healthy, yes. There are not uh, now, always assuming health when you're talking about it in March for yeah. sure or February, wherever we are. That lineup is should be really tremendous, yeah. and their and their pitching should be good enough that they should. I mean, if this is not a ninety five win team, which is what we're accustomed surprised. to, you know, last year was the yeah. I the outlier, as we know. You so. know, they're over under on wins there, CeeLo? I don't. I would imagine. I saw the A's probably, over under is what fifty four and a half or something like that. Is or? it really? Just oh, Google God. it. Yeah. Yankees, I would think, are probably right around ninety, low not ninety one, ninety two, something like that. If it starts with an eight, I'm taking the over. Yeah, I would agree. All right, I got the eighty nine or eighty one and a half. Yeah, I would take the over on that too. And the Yankees are ninety three and a half. Okay, that's a that's a tough. Yeah, because well, <laughs> I, I I just like said ninety ninety five. That's yeah, a tough number. Well, that's that's probably the right number to set it at then. No, for sure. For you, so. Like the Mets over 81 and a half? I do. I think the Mets are going to be a um, a fun team to watch that's not going to be seriously in the mix to win anything, but I think they could be on the outskirts of a playoff spot. All right, I don't, well, I don't I mean, know that they'll make you're it. You're basically betting on them to be over 500. Just drinking yeah, the David yeah. Stearns Kool-Aid playoff I, caliber no, team. No, but I... But again, this team a couple of years ago with a lot of these same players no, won 100 games. I'm not saying they're going to go 98 and whatever, but to go 84 and yeah. 7, why not? Sure. You know, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. So I skipped over throwing to it, as you heard, and then played it out of order. But uh, this was kind of a key thing that Judge said as far as the toe goes, didn't have the surgery in the offseason. Good to go from the jump here, but not exactly back to 100%. It's going to be, a, I think, a constant maintenance, I think, the rest of my career. Anything with injuries like that, you just got to stay on top of it so it doesn't 
doesn't flare up again or something doesn't happen again. So we're feeling good right now. We're out there. We're moving. We're grooving. So we're going to try to keep it that way. Avoid the concrete in L.A. and hopefully he's good to go. It's a good so. thing it's the end of his contract. and not have to worry about this long term. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, we played the Anthony Rendon audio yesterday talking about how baseball is not his main priority. It's just a job, that whole thing. So the always outspoken Jonathan Papelbon, who was a teammate of Rendon's with the Nationals, joined uh, Foul Territory. Is that that's an MLB Network or is that a podcast? Yeah, it's a podcast, but through MLB Network. And through MLB Network. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not shocked that things haven't worked out for Rendon since he signed on with the Angels. I knew that like when he became a free agent, because I think two years after I played with him, he became... I was like, man, whoever gets that dude is going to get totally wamboozled. They're going to just... <laughs> wamboozled? It's, it's going to be the worst deal in history. and It's proven that way. I don't know if it's the worst deal in history. It's going to be it on a short good one. list. But yeah, wamboozled, not bamboozled. Little wamboozled. <laughs> Bottom line, a Papelbon says this guy just doesn't have that fire burning inside. There's a reason why he's not as successful as he's really truly could be because he's got more god-given talent than probably all three of us sitting here talking but at the end of the day he don't give a (laughs) that about sums it up and he was because i watched this and he was talking about how when he was with washington like you could just see certain guys are really into it and there are guys that are taking it seriously and they're going through all the pregame activities they need to do and he goes i would look at him and be like he doesn't care it's amazing that he had as much success as he That's, did early uh, on in his career, yeah. right? Just because he's caring. athletically gifted. Yeah. That World Series year in 2019 for Washington, which was the walk year, to be yeah. fair. Played 146 games at 319, 34 homers, 126 yeah. RBI. How many runs scored? Like, uh, 117. Yeah. I mean, yes. he could be an OPS over a thousand. unbelievable player. Yeah. Well, hasn't been the case, obviously, nope. since he's gone to Anaheim. Uh, we'll get to this a little bit later on. i got to go through it still, but anytime Sean Marks speaks, it's a good opportunity sure. uh, to play for Geo. So he did comment on the firing of Jacques Vaughn. There's one thing he said that I hope you get to next hour because it, it drives you nuts. Something specific? Yes. Okay, Something very good. Specific, I'll yes. see if I can pick that out of the lineup for you. Uh, at the Garden, you have the hockey locals back in action. The Rangers are showing no hangover effect from their win over the Islanders in the stadium series. Took care of business on home ice against the first place Dallas Stars. Eric Gustafson with some room. Now Kako scores! Kako Kako! A beauty! And the Rangers lead 2 to nothing. It's amazing how... And it's a five-game point-scoring oh, streak yeah. for Kako Kako. Just in time for the trade deadline so that they aren't going to move him now. Go ahead. It, but it's, just, it's amazing the way this team has played this year. Yes, they had a little bit of a lull mid-season, but the way the season began, what they're doing now, I mean, if this team isn't in the Stanley Cup Finals, it's disappointing. Yeah, Very disappointing. It's disappointing, but it, as we learned with the Bruins last year, it's no once you're in, it's no lock. No question. And they but have the way their, they have played, yes. and I'm, I'm taking the Bruins off them. Yes, I know what happened last mm-hmm. year, all that stuff, but this team has played so well that I, I would actually be surprised if they weren't in the, in they, the uh, Stanley Cup They finals. have played very well. Uh, they definitely still have. They could use a little bit more depth. The Blake Wheeler injury kind of keeps yeah. Kako here, so they have something. Geo's going to change. No, it's more. just that we have, it's the same stuff happens with... Tell me if this isn't a, a fair take. Yes. We'll watch this entire regular season. Yes. We'll have all these takes. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to the same stuff that held them back last yes, year. Yes, I agree. That's why, so, how, as great as the regular season right. is... It's the yeah. same goddamn thing with the Yankees. Yes. Can they hit in the postseason or can they not? Mm-hmm. Is Panarin going to disappear in the playoffs so you don't see these guys score a goal? Is Shesterkin going to be Shesterkin? Because if Shesterkin's Shesterkin, he's dry. <laughs> but if Shesterkin's not Shesterkin... <laughs> 
He's, he's a scrub. Louis Domingue. <laughs> right? Louis Domingue. You know what I'm Domingue. saying? That's a good pull, G. Nice job. <laughs> that was funny. You know he's playing for the Rangers now. And I do know that. All yes, I can I react know. to yeah. right now is just they have been so good watching yeah. them. It's And that building is so... It's just... It's, it's all just you can ask fire. So you they, get to the point with these franchises that are so good in the regular season, you know they make the playoffs. I, it's I like understand. whatever take you have in the regular season is just garbage yeah. because it's just... It's a different game. But there it's is... It's a legit different game in the playoffs. But yes. there, you're right. But there is also a sense of enjoying it as it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a Ranger fan. Oh, yes. That's, and I, that's sure. how I... A lot of people all, you know, who could, oh, they're going to fall. They're going to fall on their faces in the playoffs. Same thing. Like, t- And you're not wrong, G. And I, I agree. I'm not predicting that they will. But no, but you're, it's very similar to the Yankees. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, but like Jerry's right. Al- along the way, you got to enjoy the ride. It's much better than playing crappy, underachieving hockey on Garden Ice. So from that standpoint, you know, you take it while you can. And then when they get to the playoffs, we'll see what they look like. So they did win the game 2-1 to one last night against the first place Dallas team that's among the league leaders in goal score. They lead in third period goals. And that's when they really turned on the pressure last night. And Igor Shosturkin did step up 41 saves as they get their eighth straight win. The game winner there for Kako. And Ryan Lindgren did suit up and play after taking 10 stitches and had the eyes swollen shut. He played with the the full face shield out there last night. Uh, The Islanders blew another multi-goal lead in the third period. But at least this time, salvaged the overtime win. Here's Pella cruising in. Wrist shot scores! with the overtime winner. And the Islanders take it 5-4 in Pittsburgh. Brendan Burke, MSGSN. Good time for your first goal of the season there for Adam Pellick as uh, the Isles were up 4-2 in the third. Pittsburgh got the two equalizing goals in the span of about a minute or so, but the Isles do prevail in overtime. The Rangers Dem- won't be able to get through the first round and the Islanders will get the uh, the hot goalie. Well, this is what... I know I mean, you never know. And I know. they're still four points out of a playoff spot. But if, if they got hot and started playing really well mm-hmm. and they don't trade anybody away they could be a big pain in the ass in the playoffs of course they could 100 percent uh i don't know man i just don't know hey speaking of the the penguins hey i got something really funny i'll tell al in the break did you hear yarmir yager talk at yager night i did Mm -mm. it was (sighs) he got a standing ovation and a and a cheer for something I would have never, ever expected. Oh, you're talking about the honor. I, I thought that you were referencing him going on the TV broadcast. No. You saw that, though, as well? I did not All see right. that. When he was on the ice talking, mm. he someone posted a clip and said this was the best part of the Yager speech, and I watched it. I could not stop laughing because oh, it was a let. La- he, he, I mean, he, the whole crowd was going crazy for something not hockey-related. Okay. So there's your tease. I love it. And it'll make you laugh, I can guarantee. Gee, talking hockey stuff, that's great. The Devils lost to Washington 6-2. to two. They will host the Rangers tomorrow night. UConn got blown out at Creighton. Uh, it was a 85-66 final. So we had, I understand, UConn's defending champs and number one's like one loss is what it is. But you had Rick Pitino in the way he handled the loss to Seton Hall over the weekend. On the other end of the spectrum, you have Danny Hurley. I, I, I do think we... Yeah, we, we, we did a bad job coaching tonight. We we did a, our players did a bad job playing. I did a bad job coaching. So you kinda bookend the coaching yeah. part around the playing part. Not so. everybody. Yes. Yeah, so a rough night for them, kind of unexpected, but uh, they did take a, an ugly loss there. You do have the uh, two adult males charged with murder in the uh, Chiefs parade shooting, so they wouldn't even release the ages of uh, these individuals, but people were kind of well, the putting post, it together. Well, they, they pieced it together through other documents. So well, one is supposed is to be in his early 20s, shot. Yeah, and the other is 18 or 19. If they're so. over 18, why wouldn't you release that? Well, that's why Al was surprised that they didn't put well, the, the, the mugshots out there Well, either. the mugshot is out there. It's it is Lindell made. 
he's right. his mugshot's out there. It's a fr- he's covered on the front page of the post. So Al, okay. fake news. You, so you he's the, the mugshots Dominic, weren't available. Dominic Miller is the other one. He's eighteen. Lindell Mays is twenty three. They don't have a picture of Dominic Miller yet or his mugshot. Maybe they're you know quote unquote protecting him because he's eighteen, which would be nonsense because yeah. he is eighteen. Um, but they do have both their names, their ages, okay. and at least one of their mugshots out there. Basically so. got into an argument, drew their guns, started firing, and away you go. So that's yeah. a bad scene there. Horrible. College yeah. football playoff approves the 5 plus 7 model for the uh, 12-team playoff, which we will get moving forward. No? What that okay. means, okay. Meaning you've got Great. the five top uh, conference champions and then the seven next you know, at-large teams, essentially. So that's how they're going to... Going to end up with 64 organize teams Organize it. Yeah, I mean, it is... <laughs> Welcome you know- to Rutgers Playoff Football! <laughs> Oh, God. All right. There you go. All right. uh, Thank you, CeeLo. We'll see you next hour. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. All right, so I was telling you about the Yarmir Yager audio that I saw as they honored him. I guess they retired his jersey, or I don't know what they did in Pittsburgh. It was Yager night, and he spoke on the ice and addressed the crowd. And he got a long-standing ovation and cheering for something that had nothing to do with hockey. And the audio and the video of this is just is just so good. So uh, this is Yarmir Yager addressing the crowd about uh, his time in Pittsburgh. I want to say thanks to Dominica, my girlfriend. Uh, she's too young to remember I played in Pittsburgh, but I, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh boy. But I told her all the stories, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, come on! The whole—I know someone will be offended by that, but the whole place started cheering because his girlfriend was too young to remember that he played in Pittsburgh. And then they also—I think what would also happen is when he said thank you to her, they then there's uh, Yarmir, his mother, and Dominica. Yeah, um, but they put her on the big screen. So when he goes, I want to thank Dominica, and then they put her on there, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, Dominica! A lot of meathead men in the oh, crowd. Yeah, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Do we know how old oh, Dominica is? Oh. I, 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 I don't know. Did you Google this? Uh, I did not, no. All right. I was a little worried, too. I was a little, <laughs> I was a little well, afraid. Let's see. Yarmir Yager girlfriend, Dominica, right? Yeah, that was her D- name? Dominica, yeah. Age. She was born in 95. So, oh, she's twenty nine. Okay, that's yeah. That's He's fifty two. Yeah, so twenties. Yeah, all right. Oh, she's too young to oh, remember his days oh, in yeah, Pittsburgh. I mean, she was not. But she's a lot. not seventeen or eighteen. Right, yeah, she's yeah, almost thirty. <laughs> it would have been like, uh, there's my girlfriend Dominica. She's too young to ride uh, roller coaster. <laughs> 
at wow. Six Flags. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she cannot drink, so do not buy her shot. <laughs> <laughs> at least there's not that uh, going on. But yeah, so she wasn't alive when they were winning the, the cups in the early 90s. No, not not at all. She's a 23-year gap. Yeah, press. wow. <laughs> you, you're right. The women in the crowd are probably like, that's disgusting. Oh and the men are probably the ones giving the standing ovation. And there's a lot. A lot oh, yeah. of women sports fans in Pittsburgh, so I guarantee they're there with their husbands. And the husband's like, yeah! And the wife's <laughs> looking up like, what? You Harry, pig. sit down! <laughs> you pig. Yeah, right, you pig. <laughs> Dominica! Dominica! <laughs> it's just nuts how the crowd went absolutely that, crazy. Like we that. went there, I want to say, uh, seven, eight years ago, we went there for, on, um, and saw a Penguins game. And I will tell you, it was one of the best experiences we had because it was a lot of women and a lot of families. And it was, I'm sure there were sections where you get the lunatics. I'm not saying yeah, there yeah. weren't. But where we were, it was tremendous. So I could totally see that split last night in Pittsburgh. Now, let me ask you. Does yeah. The fact that he's Russian and has that accent, uh, is that, is he's, maybe he's from Czech Republic. I'm not sure. Exactly, mm-hmm. Whatever. But he's that he's Eastern European. D- does that make it? Like funnier and and more acceptable in the sense, like if that was just some regular dude, like who played in the NHL for a while and was like, "Hey, my girlfriend's too young to remember me playing here." Do you think he would get that type of reaction, or the fact that it's like it's Yarmir Yager and he's he's from Europe, but it's just like it's like who cares? I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you, the, I could never see. This is what I'm trying to say. I would. I could never see a guy. Let's see. Let me think. Like Bill Guerin. Bill Guerin. <laughs> Bill Guerin. Bill Guerin going um, up there and getting like Bill Guerin. I go, hey, my girlfriend's way too young to remember me playing in New Jersey. Uh, he, but yes, he might get an ovation for that. You, so would Wayne Gretzky, which is a better comparison. Wayne Gretzky would never do that. Never. Well, he's also been married forever, but, but I'm saying he would never say that. Probably he'd be not. afraid to like his brand or whatever. But I know? get what you're saying. If an American-born player with no accent goes up there and he, says th- that, people would write about. People would write about it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, is uh, anybody write about? Gap. But because it's Yager, it's funnier. And Do I'm, I'm willing to admit that Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't he date he women? He gets half crushed for that though. Like it's a thing. Like it'll be like, oh, as soon as the, the yeah. girl turns 25, he dumps her. <laughs> That's what they say. Got it. Uh, so, yeah, I, maybe maybe it wouldn't be quite as good as it is with Yager because of the accent. You might be right about that. I I just think that it's 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 more, and I I think it's hilarious, but I think it's just it's funnier and more mass appealing because it's like oh, it's my girlfriend Dominica way too young to remember, <laughs> huh? I will not date but old. It's so funny you doing it. I will not date old woman. <laughs> ah, let's hear it. <laughs> young women rule. <laughs> Who love boobies? <laughs> you know, like, but if a regular dude was just doing that from grew up in Detroit, yeah. you know, they'd be like, what? You're not allowed to say <laughs> all a that pervert. stuff. Right. Right. You're right. That's probably what they would You're say. You're probably right. There's so the- what was that? They retired his number last night? That's what this I, it was, was a couple. It was a couple, couple nights, nights ago. ago. Yeah, yeah they retired funny. his number. So he's finally stopped playing hockey, and now he's just dating younger women. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, he's so he's 52 years old. Mm. And he was playing into his mid-40s, I think. He played later than that. He played up until a couple of years ago in the in the Czech Republic. Well, yeah, out there. Well, I'm saying, like, once his, once his NHL career, it was apparent that it was over, he continued to play overseas. Like, he wasn't done playing. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I thought he was still playing. I did, too. G told me he wasn't. I, oh, I don't know. Is he still playing? I thought there? he was, too. At least last year, I thought he was um, overseas somewhere. All right, so there's... 
he is so the last season he played in the NHL was seventeen eighteen. Okay, so six years ago, and he's now fifty three. So he was forty seven years mm-hmm. old. Cielo yeah. confirmed still playing. Still playing. Wow. Okay, I was wrong about that. I thought he was finally done. Imagine that. Talk about dating a younger woman who's twenty nine. He's probably playing with kids that are seventeen and eighteen years old. Yeah, that is unbelievable if you think about and it. Cielo said he owns the team. Oh, look at that. Him and Dominica raking it in. Yeah, doing quite well. He could be playing, like, legitimately, could be playing with kids that he could be their grandfather. Yeah, I remember there was this playoff series that I, I talked about many times because I thought that I was going to die inside the building. It was a Flyers playoff mm-hmm. game. It was uh, Penguins-Flyers many years ago when I was uh, covering the Penguins. And they and that goal song was... I just saw, like, Satan in the eyes of the fans. So I remember after that game, you know, we went down to the, the Penguins locker room to get interviews and stuff. And Yarmir Yager was on the Flyers at that time. Mm-hmm. And I heard this sound outside of the, the locker room, just like, <laughs> I'm like, what in the hell is that? And I look and Yarmir Yager's got like these straps, these harnesses around him. And he's pulling a sled really? after the game at 43 years yeah. old. He's pulling a sled by himself up and down the hallway after the game. And I'm like, that right there is, you want to talk about dedication. Could you imagine if Anthony Rendon had that type of dedication? (laughs) I'm serious. Uh, Absolutely. He'd be a first ballot all of It goes to the mindset of the player and never saying that family doesn't come first or anything, but you got to want it. Like you want to, you have to want to be out there and succeed and be great. Guy like Yaramir Yager did. Do you still have his numbers up there? Yeah, I do. How many NHL teams did he play on? Eight. (sighs) All right. Penguins, Capitals, Rangers, mm-hmm. Flyers, right? Dallas. He was in Dallas. Yeah, for half a half a year. Okay. Got traded the trade deadline. Right. Uh, Bruins. Right. Devils. Then Devils. Right. Panthers. Fly. Uh, Flames. Nine NHL. I don't remember him with the Flames at the end. That what was a, the lag. Like twenty-two games. I know Calgary's no, been around a while, but what a terrible place to finish. Twenty-two games. Yeah. You know, in that year for Florida, he played all 82 games. He's 16, 17, and 44 years old. Oh, he was, and he was good. They went to the playoffs that year, if I remember correctly. 16 goals, 30, 46 points. Yeah. Hey, what the hell? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, Absolutely amazing. Sure is. Hi, Boomer and Geo. Coney Alive, Bill Ford, Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, watch out, Jerry. You keep Googling Yarmy Yager's girlfriend. You're going to end up with a mail-order bride. Ah, well, guess what? This is Boomer's uh, computer, so I'm good. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to have a Dominica of your own coming through FedEx. All right, we're out of the Dominica Bronisova business. People still do that? What's that? Mail-order brides? I think they do. Yeah, is that I a thing? So. I think so. Yeah. I mean, and I know that that 90-day fiancé is a, is a thing because people try to get citizenship and then come over and use marriage to do so. There was also a theme on True Detective, the latest season, where a guy gets roped into thinking mm-hmm. that a Russian woman is coming over to live with him in Alaska. It just turns out that he was sending money to somebody. It was a total scam. How do you trust this stuff? Well, you got to be an idiot. And you also have to be someone who's older and doesn't know truly what the internet is. Yeah. <laughs> right on. That was Chertoff, I think, is what oh, that geez. was. Oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> but I but I told you like uh, there was one time 
I was at the, the house and I heard my mother-in-law on the phone going, you want my social security number? Hold on uh, one second. I'm oh, like, no! I know. Who are you talking to? I know. I was just some nice guy no. from Verizon. No, they're not. No, 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 no. No, absolutely not. They're going to ruin your life. Right. That's <laughs> what they are. You need how much money to there, get the prince of Uganda out? And wasn't there one, Al, where they're trying to get your voice to actually... Yeah, that's the one where they say they, they call and they are trying to get you just to say the word yes. So that they then can use your voice. It's scary. Yeah. Because that one seems as innocent as... like, And it's something as simple as, am I speaking to? Yeah, I've gotten that call where, they, where they'll where they say, uh, hi, uh, oh, can you hear me? And then wow. you're not supposed to say yes to that. Oh, man. And then, the, and then the worst part of that is where the caller ID comes from looks legit. Yeah, they do that because they have that ability to, to whatever your phone number is to have numbers call you that look like your that, phone number. That is awful. Where it's like, got the same area code and generally the same looking first three digits. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. you can't pick up any I phone I don't pick number. up the phone anymore unless I actually know who it is. Right, exactly. And then if someone really is a brand new number or somebody really needs you, they'll, they'll actually leave a voicemail. Correct. Which is something that is uh, gone by the wayside. But, I mean, I, there's no reason to pick up a phone call. From a number you don't know, because this is this is what'll happen. Yep. Next thing you know, your bank account's getting drained. Pretty much. Uh, let's go to Jeremy in New Jersey. What's going on, Jeremy? Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. What's up? Uh, I just want. I had a funny little story going back to the Yager thing. I think part of the reason he got that big ovation, there was a story a couple of years ago where a girl, probably around the same age as uh, Dominica now, she had a one night stand with him or whatever, and in the morning, she took a selfie with him while he was sleeping in the bed next to her. And tried to extort a bunch of money out of him, like threatening to post a picture. And he basically just called her bluff and was like, "No, nah, go ahead, you can post a picture." Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, you know what? I vaguely remember this. Like, you're not going to get any money out of me, whatever. Like, he, I just, yeah, yeah he, I, he, he definitely plays into it. Like, he doesn't, doesn't bother him at all. Stuff like that, <laughs> right? Cl- clearly not. As he makes the <laughs> how young is Dominica? What joke. do you think his mom's thinking? I, I, she's I'm right living there. the life because my son's Yarmir Yager. Yeah, I get that. She's still mom at the end of like the day. Like, I'm going to get uh, a Bentley Escort back okay. to... So, let's say your wife decides to divorce you, and four years from now, you're standing up at the radio hall, wherever, raise some radio... Suffolk County thing, Hall of Fame. Which is great. And your mom's right there, and you have brought your, your, new, uh, your new gal pal. You are now 46, and she is 22. <laughs> Is your mom like for real? What well, is mom I mean, how, well, I mean, are we talking? Uh, uh, does she like the girl? I mean, did they did they hit it off? Are they friendly? I don't. You know what I'm saying? You're still 46. She's still 22. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. I don't know. She's probably watching. She'll give me an answer. <laughs> well, that's fine. Good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the mom. As long as he's happy. Right. Exactly. But I don't think the mom cares. And plus, the other thing is, Yarmir Yager, the millions and upon millions of dollars that he's made. You know, mom can't complain about anything. He has done quite well. It's not, you know, the, me, you, are not on the same plane no, as I know. Yager. Just, Yager. The one thing about that video that they show, though, is mom just sitting there right next to the, the 29-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And again, 29's not 19. I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah. I do want to find that Yager picture thing when I get a chance, because I do remember that. And he, he basically, he came out publicly like, you're not going to extort me, mm. dummy. Like, big deal. Yeah. So what? You, 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 you had a night with Yarmir Yager. And that was probably overseas, right? Because here we have the revenge porn laws. Yeah, I know. Which is incredible. I mean, like that, the latest one we saw was that Antonio Brown one 
where after he left MetLife Stadium and took all his uh, uniform off and ran off the field, and then he ended up with some girl in a hotel. It might have been the night before that game, actually. Yeah. And then she tried to extort him through that whole thing. I don't know. And then who was the one that had... It was just recent, where they were like, yeah, that's me. Was it Usher? No, it wasn't Usher. Who was the one that had the... the Drake? It was Drake. That's right. Yeah. And it's so funny. So, like, you don't make a big deal about it, and it just goes away. Yeah. It's like, True. yeah, that's me. All good. Anything else? No, well, in okay. this day and age, I mean, yeah, like the, the back of the day, like when the Brett Favre thing happened, it was at 2008, 2009, somewhere around that there. was a huge deal. Well, because you didn't see a lot of that. Yes, it was not a huge deal. I guess it was a very average deal. I that suppose. was also someone forcing an image onto someone. Exactly, but just the the fact of seeing a famous person in that way, it was yes. like, oh my god, you don't see a lot of that <laughs> now. It's everywhere. It's every- <laughs> it's everywhere. It, yes, it was new back then. That yeah. is true. Yes. And I always hear, like, you see these stories, too, like Brett Favre aside for a second. Let's put that aside. But you see all these stories about, like, how you know the average penis size is this, and men think it's bigger than it really is. But really, the a- but then every celebrity that you see the picture of their pe- it's humongous. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Maybe I'm boomer size. <laughs> Maybe because... Because it's that way, they're very free with the photos. And so those are the ones that get out. I I guess. It could be it. And like if you're someone who is average, it's not happening. But I, I guess. That's probably the saying, answer. If you're, if you're an A-list celebrity and you've got a three-inch penis, <laughs> are you taking pictures of it? <laughs> probably not, okay. Jerry. Probably well, not. Saying. And then if it's on the much larger side maybe you're just freer with it because you don't care if people see it i don't know i i, I don't know yeah so like it's there was an article not that long ago it was like you know what is the average penis size it's going to surprise you you know and it's like between 5.1 and 5.5 <laughs> inches but like that antonio brown video <laughs> yes. when he was at the pool I yeah. mean, it's like the Loch Ness monster came out of the water. <laughs> it looked like a ruler attached to it. Right. I know. I know. And then this Drake video. Yeah. Holy hell! Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, when it's that way, you probably don't mind people. You don't mind. The photo. Like, yeah, or fine. doing it yourself. Yeah, I mean, and just in the photo. Even Justin Bieber had that was another one. Remember when Justin Bieber was caught on the balcony with the hose? Uh, I, <laughs> it's like, I, what? I don't. But okay. And then you see that you're like, that can't. This is not. Is this real life? You yeah. tell me this guy is is who he is. He's that famous. And got that right. It should be just to even things out, two and a half inches. <laughs> right. Now, do you think that because someone, because of the confidence I could imagine that you gain mm-hmm. from having that. Sure. How are you doing? <laughs> helps you in your career to become who you are. I bet you it does. Uh, it's possible because you have confidence every in every walk of yeah. life, I would think. Yeah. Right. It's possible. Like I, I, I bet. Like, would Drake be Drake with a little niblet? Probably not. Mm. He'd walk into some of these meetings not confident, not self-assured. Well, that also goes to my point, though, about the ones that actually have no problem being photographed or releasing those photographs. How do you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> like I definitely. But I will tell you, I've been in enough pro locker rooms. There are plenty of professional athletes that don't have that. Yeah. Now there are those that. They don't even look human. Yeah. But there are plenty that look like nothing. You know what? But to your point, is that you're right, because I'm thinking back to, I always told you about the Steelers locker room. Yeah, yeah. But the guy, so the guys that, that had the big ones, 
they would be walking around, no yes, problem. 100%. But there's a lot of guys in towels. Correct. A lot guys, of guys in towels, guys that leave, guys that just get dressed very quickly. Yeah, my buddy Josh Miller used to tell me that he'd shower at home. He would never shower in that locker room. Because right. when he first did, when he got to the NFL, he felt so, he was a punter. It's emasculating. Right. He was like, I can't do this. Right. And you're a punter. Yeah, he was just. <laughs> you're already starting. He would go. He'd just take his clothes off, throw whatever he can, walk right out. Like you're not going to shower. Like, Hell no. You've got to have one of two things if you're if you're a punter and you're going to walk around freely like that. You've got to fit in in that way, or and you can be both, I suppose. You got to be Steve Weatherford, who's oh, jacked, yeah, 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 and just walk around and be like, "Hey, listen, look at me." <laughs> right. Either right. way. Right. Exactly. Anyway, I, I got know. stories from some locker rooms. Oh my gosh, Mike Richter. Mike, Mike Richter, I, I've told this story before when the Rangers used to bring the, I don't know if they still do, but the Rangers used to bring the players out to the media yeah. so it wouldn't be an open locker room. And Joe and I used to go all the time. <laughs> no, <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you kidding me with this? So they bring, we're waiting for Richter, and finally he comes out, and he just comes out like stark naked. So, guy, what do we got? And it's like, dude. You put something on, right? And he just stood there with nothing on, right? And did the did the whole media session. And meanwhile, Al and I are like thrusting so close to the urinal <laughs> up against the porcelain, <laughs> so nobody gets a gander. What would you? So I was at Minnesota. Now my calendar from a couple of years ago has the bathroom in Minnesota that's got the troughs. What do you do? That's all there is. You're gonna go into a stall. Oh, if there's a stall, hell yeah. There's a couple stalls, yes. but you're going to have to wait and That's wait fine. and wait. You would wait. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. At this point, I don't care. I don't either. I really don't. I, I, like I've told this before, like some of these public bathrooms, where these guys go in, there's multiple toilets, they lock the door just to pee. What are you doing? I agree. Like just, They're nobody cares. You can leave the door open and do your thing. Wait, what do you, you think someone's going to pee next to you, run out of that door, be like, that guy's got a tiny one. <laughs> hey, this guy, wait, wait, wait. When he comes out, let's all laugh I, at him. No one's doing that. I don't know. Come on. I did send him, I sent Al a picture from this bathroom, I'll tell you, Minnesota is something. So they got the troughs, which is yeah, fine. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of, a lot of uh, old school arenas do have those in stadiums still. But then there was a, I've never seen this before. There was a photo for, an advertisement. Now, we've seen donor cards, right? Yeah. This was to be a stool donor. Really? Yes. For different types of, I guess, diseases that you can, that they can pick up on early detection. I have never seen such a thing. How much they pay you for 500 bucks a month. Oh, that's a, I mean, come on. That's a car no, payment I, right there. I don't know how many times you've got to give a sample. Do it for a year. That's straight up income. But it was 500 a month, they said. I would do that. 100% okay. do that. <laughs> I got the advertisement if you want it. Yeah, I would. I mean, <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's school. a local thing or a national thing. I'm not sure. Would you consider that? I, consider I that. don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be a little messy to be able to collect it and mail it and all that no, stuff. Cola Guard. I mean, you Maybe do that yeah. once a year. But yeah, it's true. But we did. To. We've heard from some of the mail carriers that say in the summertime, it's it's a mess. Ugh. And they have got to pick up a couple of them, and then they're in the, the hot mail truck. I've got my poop in a box. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> it's not a good situation. No. Did you ever have that thought in your head, like back? When you were younger and in your 20s and were struggling for money that you would donate sperm? Because I, don't I feel so. like me and my friends had this conversation all the time. Mm-mm. No, matter of fact, there was, a t- there was a time where I was in between jobs when I first got married and I was calling my wife and asking her if it was okay. I always spent $5 at the driving range. <laughs> Because I felt so poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, even then, I know. I don't think I ever did. Oh, I feel like we had this conversation. Because back then, you didn't understand the consequences 
really of it. You'd be like, who cares if you had kids all over the place? You'd never see them. They're never going to know. You know, and then you get all this money and it's great. Like, this was a conversation that we had. And Would that bother God. you today if you did it? Yes! It would. Are you kidding me? Especially with the infertility issues that we went through and there's just kids out there that I well, had. I would have been nuts about it. For sure. We, but you wouldn't know if there were kids out there. right? You, they would never tell you. Mm. Yeah, until 23andMe rolls along. Right, exactly. That's true. And then I got the, the whole uh, tribe somewhere in Texas. It's just Giannotti's rolling there, but around. But there also is, you're right, but there's also a sense that you are helping other people. I, I know what you're saying, but I, but I'm too. I am, I am not that type of person. Yeah, I am not, more I'm selfish. A hundred percent. No, I would be. No, no, I would I have it, done I it for it. the money, the instant gratification yeah. of the money at the time. Not thinking about the consequences. And I grew up. I'm like, what? Yeah, and then no, you got to tell. Did. Then you got to tell that to your whoever ends up being your wife. Like, hey, by the way, I may have other children out there because I needed like fifty bucks to go buy Madden. Eddie's yeah. not understanding why this is a problem. <laughs> what do you mean? Like I, I wouldn't. I would not care if you had children <laughs> running around out there. They're not my kids. Yes, they are. What are you they, talking they about? Are. Biologically, yes, but, but you they're don't... not my children. I didn't raise them. But the fact that they're—if I'm telling you right now—I know you, you don't have children. You never even thought about it. But if you had at some point come across a son or daughter. That looked like you. Mm-hmm. That would change your life forever. And the thought of that in your head, once it enters your head, would probably change your life forever. And by the way, you did not raise them, but there is still like this is nature versus versus nurture things. Like there, there are things that like even if I wasn't raising my kids, I'm sure that they would get some of the traits from me, just of who I was. Same thing with I mean, there's half of you in a human being. Running around somewhere. What about this? What if, I know you've been with your wife since high school, so it's obviously off the table, but what if in college you slept with someone, had no idea she got pregnant, years later you got married to someone else, and then you found out 30 years later that she... But that, that, that's different. If you're, like, sleeping with someone, like, you know, you're, you know, this is, you're donating sperm. But it, you're still creating the same thing. It's yeah. still your... Right. Is yeah, that, but you're responsible for the one directly. That is true. That is very true. Well, you could be if if she wanted that and went to the courts, yes. But you're telling me, like, let's just say, because you're not supposed to have someone show up at the door, but I think that you, people do find out. Like, there there are very curious people. Like, I need to find, is my father still alive? Especially as you get a little older, yes. Right. It, it just one day at the door, someone knocks on the door and goes, uh, yes, I believe you're my dad. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't freak you out. It would be curious, sure. I mean, it would change your life. Uh, that I don't know. I don't see the resemblance. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was a long time ago. Little guy, get off my porch. I'm retiring in two years. Go get him, Cooper. <laughs> Little guy, get off my porch. Uh, oh, it's funny. Now, Al, you're, you're similar... Guy, no kids, <laughs> don't want kids, it's over. I mean, do you agree with Eddie's take no, on this? No, I, I would be very freaked out yeah. if, right. if I knew there I mean, were. Al talking on the podcast yesterday about regretting everything. Could you imagine the regret as soon as you walked out of that place? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, the minute that's over, <laughs> you'd be like, what did I just do? <laughs> right, you had that regret with the pump. This would be right. for a clinic. Correct. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's a very strange thing. Yeah, no, it, it just... And then the, the the physical resemblance. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just... It would be... And you, that's, that you know that that person is out there living a life mm-hmm. and that, that you provide... And there are people that donate multiple times. Yeah, I know. I, I, I thought there was just some documentary out there, something... Yeah, there was a documentary where this one guy in particular was just like going... And he was a doctor, was he? No, not? that's, that's a, a different, different one. That's a different oh, one. one. That's a very, very... Well, that, he manipulated to get his sperm into the doctor right. one. Yes, yes. not yes. this latest documentary. Yeah, this that, guy donated a ton of sperm. It's oh, got a million yeah, but kids that's not there. illegal. What is it? To donate the what? Not what the doctor did. What the right. other guy did? Yeah, well, let's let's do, yeah. What the other guy did is fine. I'm saying there's a documentary on that guy, and then I think he met a bunch of the children. The doctor one is, is awful. horrible. And yes. once again, having the personal experience that I had with him, if, if I would have found out after all that crap that we went through and finally got pregnant that that wasn't my kid and that was the doctor's sperm, I would have I would have had to, you know, I would have killed that guy and spent the rest of my life in jail being happy that I'd killed that guy. But th- that's an interesting question comparatively speaking to what you just said to him because he basically said he would have no problem Moving on with his life because he didn't raise the kid. If you raise the kid for whatever, oh, I would night, love the kid, and, and would, I would still, still have, have the responsibility. Yes. I would just say, it would just be, I would not disown the child, but the the act of robbing the anger that, you have towards that doctor, robbing right. that that thing that you always want, like this this I I contributed to to yeah. have and, and being lied to my whole life like that. That'd be terrible. But you can't turn your back on the kid because kid has no idea, right? You know. All right. Anyway, what the hell? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Look at CeeLo in here. He knows his father. He knows. <laughs> they, they, they look the same and everything. Yeah, I hope so. All right. It is Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Father of mine, tell me where have you been? All right. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. <laughs> We're talking about sperm donors and. How Eddie couldn't understand that having little schizary children out in the world would be weird for anybody who donated that sperm. For him, it wouldn't be strange. Apparently not. And now we're hearing Everclear's father of mine. Everclear was a great band. We talked about this recently. They were at the Patch Oak Theater. Apparently, they were terrible. But Everclear had some great songs back in the day. 100%. Love Everclear. Oh, just good stuff. And then... um, Santa Monica, mm-hmm. that's another great one. Love that one. All right, but uh, I know I 311 was in Atlantic City. Oh, really? They're yes. still out there, too. Which huh? I would have went to see if I knew. Uh, so we were talking about the documentary about how there was a, an infertility doctor who was using his own sperm to impregnate his clients. Okay. And because he was nuts and wanted a bunch of children that were as smart as him or something. <laughs> and like finding that out would have been just horrible. So that's how we kind of ended going a break. So then we have a call here. Phil, who's calling from Middle Island, who wanted to share his story about this that Al said get to before CeeLo. So we will do that. <laughs> Phil, good morning. How are you? Uh, morning, guys. Al, thank you. Um, I just want to let you know, um, I'm sorry if I cried. This is a tough situation. Uh, in the past four years, I lost my father-in-law, my mother-in-law. Um, I lost my ex-wife, but I loved her still. I helped her. She was sick. Um, my 19-year-old was in a head-on collision. My daughter, after my ex-wife passed, my daughter Blaine hated me, and it's been a year since I've talked to my daughter. And then I was in the kitchen with my other son, and then my oldest son, uh, PJ, uh, said to me, you know, Dad, I got an Instagram the other day of some girl, 
And long story short, saying we might be siblings. So she sent us a picture to my son, and it was a twin. What? Then there was another picture of another sister. So there's two sisters. Then he sent a picture of uh, the father. It was a twin of my son. The guy what? Kept all the text. The guy kept all the text and all the things saying, when are you going to tell you uh, that I'm his father? My 21-year-old son broke down in the kitchen. I looked at my son. I said, bro, you're my son. I love you. You live with me. I see you, Ma. I see my grandson, Ma. I don't care what it takes. Women lie, bro. They don't understand the feelings that hurts. It's, I cry every day. Uh, well, all right. First of all, I mean, are you, are you able to talk to somebody about this other than us? Because, I mean, you really are in a situation where you need to... You know, bro, I I, t- I brought that to my boss. He says, you know, you got you know, there's therapists. I said, yo, your insurance sucks, man. Oh. Eighty dollars to talk to somebody. Yeah, there's so got to be there's got to be a better way. I- I'm telling you right now, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that, and I think that that's something you got to seek out and find, and hopefully somebody can help you out, even if it's just a month or a couple of months, because that that is some unbelievably heavy stuff. I mean, not yeah, just man. the not just the the deaths, but now on top of this, and it just it's not going to end here because obviously your son's going to have these feelings, and you're going to have to sift yeah. through that. So, yeah, man, and my daughter, and it's just everybody. I know my daughter's mad because her mom passed. She's only fifty, and fifty's too young, you know. <sighs> and I'm trying to be there. I, I, I left my Fairfield apartment. I'm going to go lawsuit with them, but I don't care about you know them. That's corporate. I got to take care of my family. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah, a. So- um, I, you know, I'm I'm hesitant to give you advice because this is a situation no, no, that is that is I, unique. I but high, believe me, I listen to you guys every day. I love your stories, and that's why I wanted to show you know share my my little thing. Yeah, and I mean, and there was say, how do I do it? Yeah, and I guess I pray every day. You just right. I mean, you got well. Listen, you got no choice. Really, is to just yeah. uh, wake up and and have your responsibilities and and make sure you follow through on them, especially being the father that you that you are, regardless of yeah. the circumstances. And I know there's a lot of people. What's that? My, all my, both my sons live with me. And I said, I don't care. Live with me. Don't struggle. Because today's world's going crazy. I'd rather you stay here. I see my grandson. You go work. Come home late. And it's good. I got you. And I tell you, you are a, a strong individual. You are a very strong individual. And, and don't be right. Exactly. And don't be worried that you're crying every day over this. You got to get those emotions no, out. If you, bur- if you buried those emotions, that'd be a bigger problem. I'm not good. But I'm strong. Yeah. Um, Good way to say it. Yeah. And, and there's got to be... I, I see, Jerry, you called up the, the BetterHelp website. Yeah, it's because I know we've had commercials for this. Yeah. And a lot of people talk very highly of it. And perhaps that would be something that would help him out at a lower cost. I don't know what it costs, but I know... There's got to be support groups, people yeah. that meet just as, in like more of a community strength in numbers rather than a one-on... I mean, listen, therapy is important, but if it's something that's not an option for him... Right. I'd imagine there's, you know, group meetings... Not, not this is an, not an addiction situation, obviously, but right. a coping situation. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, don't give up on that just because of the one oh, roadblock, bro. I have my kids on my dashboard. I look at them every day. I have my ex-wife's card on there, and I, I, I say, I got this. I'm here. I'm, I never left. And you know, I just tell people when they find out something like that when a kid's not theirs, it doesn't matter, man. I love that boy, and not do anything for him. Yeah, for listen. You. Phil, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get your number from Al, uh, just in case we find out something more about this better help and there's a way well, we can man, stir you in the right so direction. Much. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. And I'll I'll be in touch after the show. All right, all right, Phil. Oh, that'll be great, man. That'll be so good. All right, thanks, Phil. I'll I'll talk to you later. My goodness. Yeah. Well, it just got very heavy. Humbling. Man, the oh things man. we complain about and worry about, right? Well, it's, it's the classic line. You're just sitting around a table and everybody throws their problems into the middle of it. You scoop yours back. Yep. I mean, to be through all of that, to still get up and go to work every day and tell your kids, I got you. I mean, and then you find out one of them's not. I mean, that is as, that's as bad of a draw as you could possibly have. So, he's got it. And it, that's what sort of sucks about insurance and the mental health industry, if you will, is mm-hmm. it's not that easy. No. It really isn't. It, it, it should be easier for people to be able to find somebody to, to talk to. But, I mean, my God. So that's hopefully, why I pulled this up. I'm yeah, I know. I, I can't. I couldn't. I honestly could not hang up no, with no, no. Phil and, and not try to help in some way because he's a guy that's probably like, I just go, all right, fine. Your insurance sucks. I'm not paying $80 a visit to go do this. I got and I just got to go to work. I got to go to work. I gotta, and then probably pushes it off. Yeah, and then things get worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean that could him um, him finding the right person to talk to could change his life in a major way. So yep, man. I just I thought he was going to tell a sperm donor story. That's what I thought when I saw the yeah. No, that was yeah. Alarm. That went in a little different direction. Yeah, but very real. Yes, very real. Well, Phil, we appreciate you sharing that, and that's obviously a guy who was. I mean, that's the truth he was telling us. He was in tears on the phone. Yeah. And that was not some person pulling our leg. Man, oh, man, oh, man. All right. Uh, awkward transition. Yeah, just make us laugh. That's the way yeah, it goes. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. We got a little bit more from Aaron Judge here. His media availability yesterday. Big takeaway that uh, seemed to draw the most headlines. Judge admitting that the toe injury from last season will require constant maintenance, likely for the remainder of his career. Here he was looking back on that fateful day at Dodger Stadium. I thought I had one extra step, and I didn't in that situation. So, you know, that, that just always goes back on me. You know, I got to be a little smarter there. So, just like this year, you know, just got to play smart. But, you know, I don't think there'll be any cement bottoms of walls in center field, hopefully. So, Not anymore. I think we'll be good. Not anymore. Yes. Uh, Juan Soto, of course, is his new teammate, maybe just for the one season, unless the Yankees can lock him up long term. So Judge naturally was asked if he will try his best to convince Soto to stick around. Yeah, but I think the fans, when we show up uh, April 5th, will do a lot of convincing, too. So I think we'll be good. At the start, at least. But mm-hmm. if Soto gets off to a slow start, we know that that uh, can change give quickly him some, for yeah. the newcomer. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, if he's slumping in June still, yes, but they're going to uh, give him some time. Yeah, like I look back, because I remember he started slow last year, end of April, with the Padres, so a full month of games. He was hitting 202 with yeah. a sub-800. But know, it also OPS, depends so. on how the Yankees are doing. If the Yankees are winning games and he's struggling to get going, it's fine. I but mean, they work his way through it. Didn't Stanton get booed in his first game? Yeah, he had <laughs> five strikeouts, yeah, right? right well, Th- that's different. He's got a history of not staying on the field. It has not gone well for no, the I'm most part. No, I'm saying when he first came here. His game first game? Yeah, he had a golden Platinum sombrero. Pla- oh, sorry, the platinum sombrero. Yeah, I don't remember so, that. That's, hopefully that's Soto won't do that. Brutal. Uh, we heard Judge say last hour he thinks there may be another. You know what's mo- different though? Yeah, is you want this kid to sign here, whereas Stanton was here, right? I was it is to, different. I was saying that to Al this morning. This is a unique situation. We've had the big stars come to the Yankees, yes, either via trade with a contract mm-hmm. in place 
or having just signed a long-term deal. This is you need to sell him right. on you. Yes, that is true. Yes. Uh, so Judge Last Hour saying there might be another move on the way for the Yanks between now and opening day, but even if not... It's been quite a long time since we've you know got to that finish line, but I think a lot of the guys, the pieces that we've added... You know, into this room, you know, especially a couple of changes we made with coaches, guys we brought in. I think it's all going to push us towards the right direction, which is, you know, ultimately being the last team standing. And they've made some changes, you know, coaching staff wise, you know, I think hitting coach, but we also learned, I think it was during early in the offseason that Andy Pettit was going to be around the team a little bit more beyond just, you know, his role mm-hmm. as spring training instructor. So Boone said yesterday, 40 to 60 plus games he's going to spend around him this year and that uh, Boone and Pettit have developed a close relationship. So he will help with the pitchers, but uh, even beyond that, uh, just to the entire roster from his playing experience in town. The Knicks had some media availability yesterday as they get ready to return from the All-Star break tomorrow night against the Sixers. So, of course, questions about the health of some of their key players. Tom Thibodeau said Julius Randle has been working out twice a day. He's progressing well. Not cleared to practice yet, but uh, Thibodeau thinks uh, he's optimistic that Randle will be back, has not heard otherwise, and that he's making good progress. OG Ananobi says he's optimistic he'll be back at some point, and as far as Mitchell Robinson goes, steady progression there as well. He's got the boot off. He can shoot, but not run and jumping yet so nothing imminent on those three but it sounds like at some point you will uh, get them back on the court all right time to hear from nets gm sean marks now of course on the decision monday to fire jacques vaughn as the team's head coach we're in a uh, results driven business and you know i look back and i say well you know this isn't where this team needs to be and this is not the direction that uh, that we need to be heading in so that's when you have to make these tough decisions but the interesting part is he's allowed to continue yes. making those decisions and i'm not i'm not even sitting here advocating for him to be fired but you sit there and talk like with this mess you created this mess right like this is you sat there a year and a half ago and told us how it was this jock vaughn this is the guy like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. I don't know. The whole thing's a mess. He it really does is. Recognize, they should be better than this. Yes, he does recognize he's not exactly blameless. We all need to take accountability for this. I need to take accountability. I mean, the the roster is my responsibility. Like so, you know, I, I'm not shying away from that. And um, you, you know, when you have to make a decision like moving off a head coach, you know, it, it's not entirely JV's fault here. I think we how much all agree with that. I don't know how involved in this team Josiah is. I really have no idea. Do you think this guy's like the GM and as long as he wants? No. No, I think that it ends at the end of this season. I really do believe that. I believe it unless Kevin Ollie comes in and, and, and inspires this team to go on some sort of really positive run, I think that Sean Marks is gone at the end of the season. I just think it's very difficult to make a GM change in the middle of a season. But True. this is this has gotta stop. This is insanity. It's gotta be over. Yeah. I mean, this guy who we had praised for building the Nets up and into did. A, a a place that the highest level of NBA star wanted to win a championship at because of the stability of the organization to where they are now in complete rubble. It's just, it's got to be over. You can't give them another chance to do this. And Jerry, you said they should be better than they are. They were right at 500. They were 13 and 10. Okay. And then 15 and 15, and they had the game against the Bucks two days after Which, Christmas. Oh. We all talked about it. We killed them for it, and they rested they all rested those guys at a home game, basically. Now they got fined for it, yes. and since then they are six and eighteen, which is the I believe third worst record in the league, or mm-hmm. tied for the third worst record in the league since that point in time. Well, they, when they beat the Suns in Phoenix, I'm like, this team's good. Yeah, and they they've been 
awful so ever since. Now, with the play-in tournament lengthening, the list of teams still in the hunt for the playoffs, that's what Marks has his eyes on coming out of the break. Here. 28 games to go and, and, and 55 ga- uh, days before, before the playoffs start, it, it's time where we can get some movement with this group. So he's still holding out hope that they can... He should. Uh, yeah. They have not, a we'll good get roster. You. We'll get that little kid on the, on the radio, <laughs> that little guy with the little red head. He's got a beard now. He's growing a beard. We'll get him, we'll give him some free popcorn and popsicles, and we'll get him up in one of those sweets, give him a little ginger ale for the little guy. Watch this team, huh? You want a jersey? You, 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 you little hairy bastard? What do you think, huh? What I think is that little guy is going to punch you in the face soon. No, he's not. That little guy's had enough of you. Not hey, you, Marks. Oh, oh, oh. But the little guy's I was going to say, I was like, Evan can't reach my right, face. Yeah. I think Evan's had enough of this guy. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think. All so right, calm know. down, little guy. What can I get you? A lollipop? What <laughs> yeah. can I get you, huh? I, know, I can get you a plane ticket out of here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's wow. probably what he would say. Yeah. If I were him, I would just go back to New Zealand, just sit there and like have a sheep farm and count my dollars from Josiah. And... Sheep farm. That's what they have. It's no, like New Zealand is just a sheep. A lot of sheep. It's greenery and sheep and mountains. That's uh, it. Evan fits right in. He's a net sheep. <laughs> well, yes, but I'm telling Sean no, Marks. I, that's what I would do. I understand. Uh, quickly, because I know we're late. Rangers did beat the Stars at the Garden 3-1. to one. Capo Caco, the game winner. Igor Shosturkin, 41 saves. The Islanders blew another lead, but uh, did win in overtime against the Penguins. 5-4. to four. Adam Pellick, the game winner there. Devils lost at Washington 6-2 to two and will host the Rangers tomorrow night with the Blue Shirts going for a ninth consecutive win. Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Did you see this story going around yesterday? This family that tried to go to the outdoor game but got denied. I did not. No access no. in. So, like, like the you know, I had like the worst story in the world that would affect you personally. Where you know, whether it be like, for example, when I watched that Chow Chilla documentary about. Those kids being kidnapped in California, they all survived, but the, the, somebody took the school bus and 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 they, on the way to elementary school and they took these kids and buried them alive underground. And like I, that affected me for days. I was like, my God, like my daughter gets on a school mm-hmm. bus, you know, and it affects you personally. That's the way Peter Schwartz felt about this ticket story because he tweeted about how awful it was and he could not believe that something like this could happen okay a, tr- a pure tragedy a tragedy uh so that's how i found out about it. and then sean Marash posted about it and then it became like viral after that so a guy wants to take his his family to the uh the outdoor game he's on twitter his name is ant dose this the hockey game what a- yeah the idea yeah, the oh. outdoor hockey game sorry yeah, yeah. ant dose one 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 seven right so the the winner whatever they call it, the outdoor series so it's Rangers Islanders on Sunday. He goes, Ticketmaster sold me eight tickets to the stadium series, and I get to the gate, and they didn't let any of us in. They told me my tickets were scanned already. I didn't have an investigation open with them. I never sold my tickets. I purchased them for the Rangers pre-sale, not StubHub or any resale, and they robbed me and my family after we stood outside for three and a half hours in 30-degree weather, and I had to drive home. We bought jerseys, beanies, and spent $1,700 on tickets, and we were robbed of a life experience. I spent an hour and a half outside the stadium showing them all the proof they asked for, and we're basically told, sorry, can't do anything for you. Contact Ticketmaster. Yeah. 
Ticketmaster's going to have to refund them the money. This almost happened to me in Philadelphia um, six years ago or so, where I bought tickets on Ticketmaster on the secondary Ticketmaster market. Yeah. And had no problem at all. Got got in, because I'm always early. So it was me and Matthew went, and we get to our uh, seats. Everything was fine. Go up, go get something to eat. We go back. There's people in our seats. Like, uh, can we help you? Like, these the guy's like, these are my seats. I'm like, no, no, I, we we bought these seats because yeah, I don't know where you got those from. So I immediately went, I was already in the building, so I immediately went to security, and they're like, oh, we know what's going on. Security walked over. The guy that was sitting in our seats, those were his seats. He had, at the time, they still had the ticket tickets, whereas I had mine on my phone. So he put them up, sold them, and then used his paper tickets to get in. Mm-hmm. So he would go there. No, I'm the, the, these are my tickets. And they wound up kicking him out, and we ended up with the seats. Wow. But had he used the tickets first, then I tried to get in, that would have happened to me. But how did they work with the scanning? I don't know that the tickets at that time were scanned as much as my my phone tickets were. And my, my Matter of fact, mine might have been printed off my phone or off okay. the computer at that time. It was like 17, 18. So we're probably six years ago. We're not as where we're at now, where everything is a barcode. I don't remember. Okay. All right, but so that that's makes That's what sense. happened that night. Because now there's no way you could you could do that. No, unless the unless the guy who put those on Ticketmaster had a screenshot of the tickets, then posted them and sold them and made sure he got in first. Well, this is a scam that's been going on. It happened to a buddy of mine who was going to an NFL playoff game. I believe it was in Chicago. Uh, the last time the Bears had made the playoffs or whatever that was. Mm. So he bought, he scalped paper tickets. Yeah. And got to the gate, and they were the real tickets, mm-hmm. and then they said, these have been scanned already. So that's an easy one. That's an easy scam. It's like you sell them digitally. Now, I don't know if you could still do this, but back years ago, you could. You sell them digitally. And then you have the paper tickets, and then you sell the paper tickets, scalp them in a bar somewhere, yeah. take the cash, and gone. And, and then, yeah. So, this, right. now this, I don't know what happened here. This obviously was a screw up by somebody, and I and I wonder what happened. But I mean, I tell you, like this, the uh, goes. This is awful to hear about. Doesn't matter who you root for. This is absolutely horrible. And hopefully something can be done it for sucks. this family. Yeah, it sucks. The big, bigger life's tragedies, as we found out in the last segment. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I kind of wanted to bring that it up. It does stink. He will get his money back, I'm sure. But, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I'm sure the kids are disappointed, but you move on. Yeah. Hey, I've always told you I got scammed out of the uh, World Series in Atlanta with a buying a fake ticket. So. I bought a fake ticket to the Aaron Boone game. I told you that. I think you did. 250 Sorry. bucks. Yeah. it's That's awful. It just two hundred and fifty dollars, and you feel like such a dope for a twenty-one-year-old in two thousand and three. It's a fortune. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, and I and I went because uh, this buddy of mine was a Yankee fan. Obviously, I was not a Yankee fan, and I thought it was hey Yankees Red Sox game seven. I'm a baseball fan. I'll go. You want to go? We'll go outside. Those are the days like you go scalp a ticket. We'll go. Yeah. We'll show up there. Somebody will buy a ticket off somebody. Yeah, not so much. No, and no. I walked up to the gate. And the guy just like looked at it within a second. We're just like, Pfft. same thing with me in Atlanta. The guy's like, oh, I'm like, really? He's like, sorry, kid. Yeah, like hundred bucks down the chute. See ya. And if I, yeah, that was a bad night. That was bad. And the you know what's amazing about scalping, which we've talked about this only because he told the story, was when Malusis told the story about the way his mom would take him to Nick games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd pick up the guy and drive around the garden mm-hmm. to do the ticket exchange. Like, yeah, you don't know who that guy is. Yeah. Are you out of your mind? 
Well, it worked. Uh, well, it did work, but... You man. trusted your criminals back then. <laughs> that I was the so. days where you trusted those criminals. Oh, my God. All right, Pooper and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer today. I did see the ratings for the NBA All-Star Game are up and were up. Mm. Now, this is just, this happens every single year. The same thing happens with the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Because sports talk... And the way that is done these days, right? There's nothing happening in sports at the time of the MLB and NBA All Star games that the hosts have to come up with topics about them because they feel like, all right, this is the only sports topic. We obviously do a different type of show here. I mean, we did sperm donor talk for 15 minutes. Not everybody does that. So they have to talk about it. So it turns into. It's not what it used to be. It has to change. This is a joke. I, and they end up taking cold. What would you do to change it? And it goes on and on and on. And people pretend to care about it. Right. So I even saw some some hosts say, well, if you, you know, if you're complaining about the NBA All-Star game, then you're an idiot. And then people are complaining. The NBA All-Star game is a disaster. So I, I firmly, firmly believe that that most talk show hosts in this business do not give a rat's ass about the MLB or NBA All-Star games. And they are faking their way through the shows with strong opinions about them because there's nothing going on. Maybe. So I refuse to get into those arguments because of those reasons. To me, the only people that should be the ones upset are the ones that actually spend the ridiculous amounts of money to go and are expecting something that it's not. Well, By yeah, now, but, we know what it is. Right, and it's been that way well, it's for on you. years. I, I agree. And don't watch still, it. And, the, and it's and right, and there's, and which, uh, you know, I don't. I, I haven't in years. And I said to Boomer as he was, but it's just a joke. What's going on here? I'm like, it's it's a exhibition. No, what's And a, it's for kids. What's a joke is that you got other players coming. Was it Jalen Brown coming out and saying, mm, forget 65 games, really, in the 50s is what we should be to be eligible for right, all the right, postseason. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You had this stuff the other day about yesterday about Ryan Clark about wanting to work less and get paid more. These NBA guys are now making 20 and 30 and in some cases $50 million a year and they want to play less than they're playing now. You want to get upset about something? Get sure. upset about that. Right. The All-Star Weekend is nothing more than, you know, a bunch of... <laughs> Uh, very well-to-do athletes that are unbelievable at what they do. They get together. They have some laughs. They throw up some dunks and some three-point shots, and then they they have a joke of a game. Who cares? Yeah. It's the other stuff. Exactly. That's the thing. Nobody does. I don't. And I guarantee you that that half the people that complain about that game, if they ended up going to All-Star Weekend and enjoyed everything around it and ended up going to the game and getting a couple drinks or getting a hot dog or something and watching these guys shoot threes from midcourt, they'd enjoy it too. I, w- I would venture to say that most people that go probably do enjoy it. It probably, yeah. forget what it looks like on television. It's awful, and which is why I wouldn't watch it. But I would think if you're in that arena, you're probably having a blast. Yeah. That whole experience, it's, it's star-studded. Everybody from the NBA, the who's who, uh, and not only that, the who's who of entertainment people go, uh, it's probably a pretty good scene, and I would think it's fun to be there, but to watch it and to be upset about it, I mean, what are I we know. doing? I mean, well, the, I t- well, they're not. Is That's it any a- worse than what hockey does and what the NFL right. does? No, it, it, absolutely not. And this is the, the uh, right. So the, I wanted to bring up this point. I'm glad you reminded me. 
So the Pro Bowl, like, it was a disaster. disaster. Yeah. It didn't get nearly as much attention as the Major League Baseball All-Star Game and the NBA All-Star Game. Why? Because there's still stuff going on. You got a Super Bowl. For sure. After the week after the Pro Bowl, you just came off a championship weekend. You don't have an all-star break in either the NBA or the NHL at that time. You I almost mean, forget they do the Pro Bowl. Right! Yes, I agree. I so it's agree. just that it just firmly goes to that to that point where that it's just because there's nothing else going on that, that people end up talking about it. It's sort of like the ESPYs, whatever they have the ESPYs. Like that that happens, I think, at a dead time in sports. Is that too. baseball all star week or something like it that? It might be. Yeah. And then like people are talking about the ESPYs. And they so ESPN did that on purpose because mm. they knew there was it's nothing smart. else going on. It's actually very smart business. And like, this team won an ESPY, they shouldn't have won an ESPY. And they're like, oh, Do you really care about that? No, but I've got nothing else to talk about because I'm a sports talker. Right. So there's no sports. Mm-hmm. Baseball really is still the best one of the bunch. Because it, it's hard. They're not loafing around. Now, are they playing as hard as they would in the right? No, but it's still a baseball game. Yeah. And the idea of the whole top when it can end, who cares about that stuff? The, the cool thing about the baseball all-star game, which I still do like, even as a, a 49-year-old, I do think it's cool with the introductions and the beginning. But once the game starts, eh, yeah, whatever. It's, it's a baseball game and not many people. I don't know how many people even watch that anymore. No. But it's more the pomp and the circumstance in the beginning. And there is something with the home run derby that's a lot of fun. But they're all, they are what they are. They're exhibitions. Right. Exactly. Who Nobody cares? does. That's the thing. Nobody does. And uh, it, and mostly it's for children. The kids love yes. it. They still do. They love the dunk contest. They love the home run derby. They like watching Damian Lillard shoot a three-pointer from the other side of the court. They love this stuff. And they eat it up. And then the, the old crotchety NBA fan that longs for the days of Pistol Pete are not going to like it. <laughs> no, it's a little different. Just the it's, way that it is, man. That is for sure. Got to stop. It's this rinse and repeat bullcrap. The whole thing is so funny about basketball. And, like, I'm tired of the three-point game that it's become on every level. High school, college, NBA. But at the same time, I can't get over how talented they are. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's such a weird dynamic because you would think that I would be enthralled by it. Um, by the talent and when when they can step back from 40 feet and like guys like Steph Curry can routinely make these shots. It's like I marvel at it, but I also don't like the game because it's not the same game I grew up with. Right. And it's a little less, it's slower. It's not, it's different. Well, I, like we were talking about hockey, how it's a, how it's a different game uh, in the playoffs than it is in the regular yep. season. It's really becoming that in the NBA now when it never used to be. But now you see teams actually put effort on defense in the playoffs when they don't do it in the regular season. I mean, that's that's the difference. And you watch a different basketball game. And I think that there's so many people that, especially with the Knicks having been out of the playoffs for many years until this this most recent run, would just assume that basketball was like that all the time because they weren't necessarily watching the playoffs as much because the Knicks weren't in it. And it was like, whatever. But if you watch two great teams play in a postseason series... It's still really good basketball. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, in the, the they're gold, as talented as ever. And the Golden State Warriors during that run played defense. Yeah, I know they were shooting threes from all over the place, and Steph and Clay and Kevin, Dur- but they played defense. Yeah, yeah. There is still one of the best games I've watched um, in terms of my team winning. Remember when the Nets went to Philadelphia right after the Harden trade? To yeah, the and Sixers? they played great. Yeah. And Durant and Irving played with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving might have been the best defensive game I've ever seen a Nets team play. And there have been some good teams in the, over the last 30 years. 
But I remember watching that saying, this is the upside. This is what they expected, and we never saw it since. It was that one night they wanted to kick his ass. They did. They didn't give him a, a, like a step to breathe. And it was like, this is how you play at 100%. But that's not what they do on a regular basis. That's right. Unfortunately. And if they do, then sometimes they get hurt, and then they're out for an extended period oh, of time. <laughs> Let's go to Dan. He's calling from Long Beach. What's going on, Dan? Well, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. What's up? Hey, so uh, I heard you guys talking about scalping before, and uh, I know most of the time those things end up, uh, you know, with a negative negative result. Uh, you guys, you guys experienced that firsthand. Sure but did. I wanted to share. I wanted to share an experience that ended up in a positive result, um, and by no means promotes anybody to go scalping. Hmm. Um, but uh, I'll take you back to 1992. I'm a 16-year-old kid, and uh, I'm going to my first concert on my own. I didn't have a ticket. I'm going to see Billy Joel at the Garden on the River of Dreams tour. I didn't have a ticket. I'm like, I'll scalp a ticket. You know, I went to a few concerts with my uncle. He always did it. So I was like, I'll scalp a ticket. So I get there. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. It's getting closer to showtime, and this guy has laminates around his neck. He says, hey, I got, you know... This will get you in. You can sit anywhere you want. I was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, no, I'm telling you, just get you in. Sit anywhere you want. He goes, you know what? You don't even have to pay me until we're inside. I'll go in with you. I said, well, that's a ridiculous deal. Sure, let's go. We go in. Immediately, we get to the turnstiles, and I mean immediately. They notice these things are fake. They take us false. I end up in the security room at the garden. <laughs> They think I'm selling these things. Oh. Him and I were just going to the show. They think I'm with him selling them these things. It turns out he's been doing this every night of the six-night run, and they haven't been able to catch him. <laughs> the guy is actually says, no, the kid was just trying to go to the show. I was selling them. A few minutes later, some guy in plain clothes comes up says, hey, I'm with Billy Joel's people. You're still going to see the show. I just need a statement. I fill out the statement. Everything's going along. They come and get me. They sit me down front row in front of the piano. <laughs> then about five, ten minutes goes by. The same guy comes and gets me. He takes me backstage, and there's Billy Joel and the whole band. Christy Brinkley's there holding the baby, and he introduces me to Billy Joel. Is this, is this because they felt bad for you that they had yes. detained you? Yes. Yeah, wow. they felt bad because I got stuck with a fake and I and I wasn't going to see the show. That's unbelievable. That would never happen. This was this was years ago. Obviously, this would never happen. We'd end up today. in jail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this would never Absolutely. happen today. Totally different time, but there's a, there's one time where something worked out in the most unbelievable way. That is a great. You were by yourself during this whole thing. I was, I was by myself. Yeah. Wow. Maybe that's why they felt bad for you. It's too bad you weren't on like a first date with somebody out of your league because you could have gotten. <laughs> Probably the woman of your dreams in that situation. That would have been my future wife, right? Right. Damn, that, well, that is incredible. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Christy Brinkley, did you see the photo of her? She's 70 years old. Yes. She's, she's pumping out thirst trap pictures. She looks fantastic. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I actually saw that this morning. That's two Christy Brinkley <laughs> references today. I never expected. Who thought? Yeah. Who thought? Man, yeah, I mean, th that... Did you ever try and scalp tickets to make money or only to purchase? No, never. I did. It's funny because when we were going into the Super Bowl, I saw Tried the scalping the ticket Boomer gave you. No, <laughs> well, I saw the classic guy with the "I need tickets" yes, sign. Right? right. 
So I'm thinking to myself, I mean, obviously we're we're not scalping these tickets, but like let's say I was someone who was going to do that. And I walked up to that guy. Mm-hmm. Though the price of those tickets, they said the cheapest to get in the door price of the Super Bowl this year was seven thousand eight hundred dollars. Yeah. So if I went up to him and said, All right, I got seats in this section, I want nine grand for them right now. Is this guy got nine thousand dollars in cash know. on? Do you go somewhere to wire money? Are you sitting there watching? Does he going, Venmo you? What uh, you can't Venmo know. nine grand? I don't think it's tax purposes. They see that. I don't know. What do you do? I don't know. That guy better have nine thousand dollars in cash, or you're paying taxes on that. He's gonna write you a check. <laughs> I mean, like what? It's uh, a good question. I don't know. He gives you nine grand, then he pulls out a gun. Yeah, Give me all your money. <laughs> right. It's exactly what goes on. <laughs> that has to be right. Because he's like, hey, come with I, me. I don't know because there are so many of those guys that are even today are still walking around looking looking to buy tickets. There are guys still walking around trying to sell tickets. You would think at some point with the way we buy and sell tickets online now that they would go by the wayside. But I guess there's still a market for it. There has to be. Yeah, I I don't know if that person ended up getting tickets or I need tickets to. I mean, they're still around. Every and I don't go to a ton of events anymore, but anytime I go to an event, it's generally a bigger one mm-hmm. like that. And there's still people walking around. Who needs one? I need one. I you got yeah. them. I'm like, what? I always like when you go to, and the Mets have certainly had some terrible seasons. I always like when you go to a game in July. They're not having a good season. You know, there might be 15,000 people at City Field, and then there's guys trying to sell tickets. Hey, buddy, I can buy tickets on StubHub for $4. Right. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand Come how on. it's still a thing. It is, I know. People in person at these stadiums trying to scalp tickets. How is it still a thing in 2024? Yeah, I know. And then, and then the other thing that's a thing is the exorbitant prices on the secondary market yeah. when the teams are good. And like you understand why the teams get ticked off by selling the tickets at the price they do. And then they see you know guys in StubHub making seven times the amount of the ticket price. Well, what they're doing now the is... Dynamic price. Yes, but there's a... Yeah, there's a there's a algorithm that Ticketmaster uses that when they see a ticket for face value mm-hmm. go up on the secondary market, it reads that and, and they then, raise their price and they raise their prices. I came across recently a golf course that does dynamic pricing now, given the demand for wow. tee times. Yeah. And they put and their explanation on the website is, well, it's happening in sports and entertainment and we're entertainment and this is what blah, 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 blah. So if you want to play at, let's say, 11 a.m. on Saturday, you're going to pay through the nose. You want to come play at three o'clock on Sunday afternoon, uh, you can play for free. Yeah. Really interesting. I mean, the the amount of money that is spent on experiences for people these days, I think post-COVID is mm-hmm. is really a story in psychology because, or a study in psychology because we were, weren't allowed to do anything for so long. And now people... We like years past that now. I still think though, but that, yes, we are, but I, I, I don't think it's slowed down. Clearly not because I, you know, there was a, we always talk about the airline business. I mean... The amount of people that are flying now is, I mean, I know it's always been a lot, but since the bounce back from COVID, these airports are jammed. It's really, it's amazing how many people travel into everywhere. You'll see a flight to Indianapolis on a Wednesday and the flight's got no empty, no open seats. I can't understand that. Like, that who's going there? That, I know. that That is, I guess there's still people that travel for business. I don't know. When I'm walking through an airport and I see like a full flight going to Buffalo, I'm yeah. like, what? You know what was huge when I came back from Vegas last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was? There was a flight going to Dubai. United? I mean, it was a mob scene of people. Well, that I can understand. It's like some of these, like, Iowa City. 
and like with a connection True. in Charleston. Yes. And I'm like, what? A, what? True. Well, I'm just saying Dubai's become popular and there were a lot of people going there. And you're right, though. Iowa City uh, State College was one that yeah. had people boarding. Yeah, I could. Well, that I could I could understand. Man. You go visit a, a kid there or whatever. But some of these other ones, some of these the, the cities, it's just nuts. I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever been on a non-full flight to Pittsburgh when I flew there. Yeah. Back and forth. I heard you guys talking about Dubai, I think, on one of the warm-up shows. Maybe. And I I, I am with you on that. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like trying to, I mean, even though it's safe and beautiful there, and there's there's actually, there's some pro golfer that lives in Dubai now. I for, Wouldn't surprise Cam me. Cam Smith, maybe? Maybe. I couldn't believe watching that one event, though. Like, you could take a rowboat to Iran. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Holy and there's crap. also, like, the, probably the most beautiful pictures of anywhere I've seen, or at least top five is the Maldives. But I, I'm i not going there. I just feel like at Me any either. point... Yeah, like, like that's way too close. The only way I'm going there is if there's some golf event that we're getting paid to cover. Other than that, I... I mean, how much are we getting paid to cover? You well, know I don't what know. I mean? If CBS sent us to Dubai for an event, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I would maybe do that. I of guess you would. But I mean, my Lord. Yeah. You need to take a boat to I- No, thanks. I couldn't agree. And I always think like you get these guys like, you know, Phil Mickelson and all these guys that are now playing because there are events in yeah, Dubai. Yeah, Rory goes over there. Right. right. And he was playing in the one I was watching. Tiger was there. Ago. Yeah. Like they get these private jets coming in like right next to. I, it's, no, thanks. Yeah. I'll pass. One, two, three, four. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We do have CeeLo in here. And uh, we'll have KFC, Kevin Clancy, from Barstool in tomorrow. Nice. He's been, uh, he also is a Love is Blind fan, but I haven't been able to catch up on the show yet. But he is, uh, he is super into that. He gives, and Allie gave me a spoiler this morning, too. I was like, what are you doing? You screwed me up. You are. It's a very uh, Jerry, popular I'm show. I'm doing it wrong somehow. I mean, these guys it's a are very time I'm not interested. I, yeah. I put on 90 Day Fiance in, <laughs> no, 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 when we were in Ann Arbor. And after seven minutes, I thought much less of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, said, he, how do you watch this? What you guys are, used to watch about the guys in the woods or whatever? Or what the heck was yeah, that? Yeah, Mountain Men. Oh, Mountain Men. I watched Mountain Men okay. for a while. Right. It's about survival. Yeah. That was you okay. guys drop in on ninety day fiance. You right. have to be invested in their exactly. lives. I don't have I don't have yeah, the time. Exactly. I'm sorry. But I yeah, know. I was gonna say you guys are having two different conversations. Like CeeLo is saying that how do you have the time to watch this yeah. stuff? And Jerry's like, I could never watch that crap. Yeah, that is different. Yeah. I um, tried. Yeah. I got seven minutes in. And I don't done. you know, I, I used to sit there and say to people, How could you watch this? How could you watch it? I don't do that anymore. People like what they like. Yes. I sure. doesn't it doesn't bother me if someone likes something, but uh but the time thing is true. Like right now, this is probably the most time that I ever have at home to watch television because there's no sports. There's on no, <laughs> there's no sports, and there's nothing to do outside. Yeah, that's because it's freezing. So yeah, that's just, this is where you watch TV. Do your do your girls though? Are they easy at bedtime? They go down early, no problem. Uh, the the younger one is the is the greatest at that. I've never. Yeah. I would challenge that. That's the greatest child at bedtime of all time. Yeah, never so never anarchy. cried once. It boom lights out. See ya. We have anarchy in the house when it comes to that. So that that right there eats into you know adult time at night. Yeah, we were just uh, Jerry and I were talking about um 
how this stage of life is is tough because yeah. there's there's people that getting older and you know you, your it's friends stinks. that are getting sick and all this stuff. Yeah. And then at that very moment, that moth that was in here yesterday <laughs> flew up in the air, oh, and I no. said, "Some, I mean, everybody around you is sick and dying, but yet this moth is still alive here two <laughs> days in a row. How I don't know. And what is it feeding on? What is it doing? And how did it get here? I don't know, but it's been flying around. <laughs> we probably don't want to know the answers to those questions. How does a moth get into this studio? Where are they coming from? Ever someone's that hair. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> was that the, the cockroaches? A wave of locusts. The locusts. Yeah. Where They're are in they? here flying around my head. I've killed four of them since I've been on the air. Where are, <laughs> are they, they coming, coming from? from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sent some 80-year-old guy in here with a can. It's been going on for a year. <laughs> yeah, that's Frank right. Frank and Lodi are up next on the fence. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, a, that's exactly true. Well, I understood where they were coming from in the in a story. Oh yeah, I mean, but like here, ten yeah. floors up, I have a no moth. Idea. The hell! Thought you were going to tell me the moth was you know the reincarnation of somebody, and Jerry was going to shoot you down. No, 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 no! Come on, no, no, no! I, I know <laughs> better than be that. Stupid. <laughs> I know better than that. See, well, uh, what's going on? All man? right, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. We we'll take a break from the uh, Aaron Judge and Yankees sound, do a couple other baseball things to get started here. So mm. we did hear Judge talking about how the Yankees might have another move coming before the start of the season. The Mets, an underwhelming off season for the fan base. You're feeling like you're missing multiple pieces to be a true playoff contender. How about up in Boston, though? Sounds like some of the players were promised uh, a lot more activity and additions. Didn't really turn out that way. They traded away Chris Sale. Yep. They brought in Lucas Giolito to a rotation that is still lacking. Well, Rafael Devers, who's entering the first season of his 10-year, $313 million extension he signed last year. He's annoyed. Uh, not pleased and decided to make that public when he met the media yesterday speaking through a translator. Everybody knows what we need. You know what we need and they know what we need. It's just some things that I can't can't say like I got loud, but everybody <laughs> that knows the organization and knows the game know what we need. And he added that he's expressed that sentiment to uh, Team Brass. Tough spot for the translator there too, because you got to believe it's a team employee, not a, a Devers employee. It's like he's doing his job. Yeah. yeah. But also, you wonder if he gets any blowback from the team. Like he couldn't, have, you know, clean that up for us a little bit there. No, That's a you good can't point. do that because there are people there. No, I know there are Spanish-speaking fans that would be like, "That's not what he said." Yeah, that's you true. Can't do that. That's true. But I, I'm sure it had to be a little bit of a awkward, tense Maybe. moment for him there, knowing like, oh, I'm gonna kind of out Listen, the team here a little bit. But you're right. To translate. No, you're right. That's there, it. There are plenty of people that could figure that out, no problem. That Although we have wondered if they do point. translate accurately sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They, no, they, they definitely change some words around. But I'm sure Devers knows rough, rough translation at this point, doesn't he? Yeah, that like if the well. translator was like, "I love this organization. Everything is perfect." Like <laughs> Devers would be like, "You yeah. lie." <laughs> That'd be amazing. You don't go. You don't have to pull a one eighty. Maybe you just you know you clean it up a little bit. But who knows? Anyway, uh, meantime, the man who broke the news on uh, Lenny Dykstra's stroke, which hospitalized him in earlier uh, in L.A. earlier this month, is He's back. a bar owner, right? Yeah, another video update via Twitter X. So this is PJ, and yeah, Dolan's Bar in Ridley Park. PA. There's some website as well. I don't know what the connection to Dykstra is, but he's been... Uh, Who's in California? Correct. Well, that's where he had the stroke in LA. and right. It was in intensive care there, but I guess he has some sort of connection to this bar and PJ. So PJ has been keeping uh, Dykstra's fan base up to date and informed. He's doing very well. Um, he should be moving into a rehab facility soon for therapy. Um, he has been... He's had a lot of hot nurses surrounding him and... Uh, He's doing well. He's uh, he's the champ. 
the champ, as if he's like a prize Listen, fighter. He's got the hot kind of nurses, though. It's like so, his you know. PR guy. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's so a strange. Weird. I don't know. I'm sure. I sure there's someone out Who there is that he understands. Talking to his, the fan, the fan base of Ferdinand. No, but Dutch. I mean on his social media or something. Yeah, this. Yeah, so he's okay. Someone. I didn't know if he held a press conference no, outside no, no. of his he's bar. He's sitting in the bar. Hey, everyone, it's PJ here at the bar. You know, update on you know okay. nails and that whole thing. So. uh Anyway, he would continue on Dykstra with a Mets-related analogy. It's Game 3 of the World Series in 86, and his stroke is oil can Boyd. And what does he do? He's going to knock it out of the park. That's what he does. Wow. Uh, keep it tuned here to let you know what's going on with Nails, <laughs> but keep your thoughts and prayers out with our boy Lenny, and uh, I'm sure he's going to wind up swinging for the fences wow. yet again because he's a champ, and that's what he does. Yeah, this guy should write copy here so. for us. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Man, thank God he didn't say it. His stroke is Adam Wainwright, and his brain is Carlos Beltran. Oh, Things aren't going well. God, no, he said something better than I'm saying. Thank no, God he didn't say that. I understand. That. Yeah, I, I got, I got it. I so uh, he is out of intensive <laughs> care. Uh, Daryl Strawberry and Kevin Mitchell both spoke to the Post, I guess, late last week. And Strawberry said he spoke to Dykstra. He knew it was me, so that was a good sign in the process of recovering. I don't know whether Dykstra does his own tweeting, but I guess his account's been active over the past week and along the way taking shots at Ron Darling as well as <laughs> Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman in separate posts. So, <laughs> As he's recovering from a stroke. Well, that's why I said I don't know if I was told that sometimes it. he tweets, sometimes yeah. his friend tweets for him. Right. That makes what, a, what a life He's got this quite, man. A, quite a team, this Lenny. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, I what a life. broke. Oh, remember the real man. sports and a whole oh. thing on him about the stock market yes. and car washes. I mean, and we he found out Francesa he blew our minds. Yeah. yeah, and then after that, he found he out it was all a, bought Wayne Gretzky's house in Malibu. Yeah, and it was all like a scheme, right? He was all I guess. I, I guess. Well, then he didn't. He yeah, it was all the went broke and I know he's broke. I think it was just like a an initial run of dumb luck. I don't think he was trying to scam. <laughs> I think luck. he just got really lucky, and everybody thought he was a genius. Oh, okay, but then he ended up. I thought there was some sort of well, in- scams came later. Oh, okay, oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Mm. All right. Once his back was against the wall, maybe I don't know. Anyway, you got and then that. He went, didn't he go on Howard Stern and say like the most crazy stuff ever? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he about- still does. He, he still actually, does. They, he, he called in yesterday or two days ago. Dykstra called into the Stern show. Yeah, from, after the stroke. The- after the stroke. Wow. All right. So, wow. To say that. Uh, that his friend told him a Robin was thinking of him, and it woke him right up. <laughs> That's what he. Claims. So he's got enough faculties. He's calling the Stern Show. What do we need Strawberry telling us? Because I he talked to him, and he remembers who I am. So that's a good sign. Even in his full faculties, he's well, yeah, he's a little off. Yeah, he's a little. Off. All right. Well, you have that. Uh, Sauce Gardner is in GM recruiter mode on Twitter X. Apparently, going by La Sauce. Now, I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but as La I was sauce. scrolling through his page, that's a thing out there. So, uh, a few days ago, I guess this was Monday, he tweeted this. You know what we talked about? And he tags Mike Evans, and then so. You, you can start to piece together the connection. Of course, Evans has made it public. He wants to stay with the Bucks and finish his career there. No contract yet. The Jets need a receiver opposite Garrett Wilson. All that. Uh, if nothing else, it gives me the chance to bring you a minute of former Buck Jameis Winston. Recently on oh Pardon My Take, giving his take on Evans, of course, a former teammate. So here you go for your listening enjoyment. I think Texas receivers, they just, I feel like... They're they're different, but Mike is different. Mike is from from Galveston. I, I, I always I always tell this to people. If you are born around water, 
like you have a different way of life. You function differently. And I just I just feel like you function differently because water like water has no soul. You know, it doesn't discriminate against anybody. You get in that water, it's going to take you wherever it goes. Yeah. So I feel like people that are around water, they they are very strong will. They're one with water. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Mike is from Galveston. If you've been to Galveston, Galveston is known for, you know, I, I don't know what they're known for because I'm not from there, but I know they have a beach. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's it's not a pretty beach. No, you they're known for oil. There's, uh, it, it's some of the dirtiest sand in America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's not a pretty beach. So Mike is from that muck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, he's muck. muck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's still muck. So uh, so he, he he's a little different. <laughs> Speaking of being different, I wow. mean, Jameis is just, he is a gem, man. Uh, and I, and G- I did show Gio the video yesterday, and he can he can back me up on this. The audio is great. Watching his face and his yeah. eyes, I mean, it's yeah, he, he It's captivating. <laughs> like the way when he first says water, he goes, well, you grow up around water. <laughs> and his eyes just like open up like that. It's, oh, it really is incredible. It's a new one for me. All yes. right. Is, I, mean, I, have te- I have a tear streaming down my face from laughing. <laughs> oh no, he is. No, he really is something. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, he's one of these guys though that, like, I he had that the horrible accusations against him in college. So I, I fall, I fall short of you're saying how the crab leg thing. No, 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 no. Okay, I know what you're talking about. No, yeah, like sexual yeah, yeah, assault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. And gotcha. it seemed very real. And and I just like I, I want. It's just tough for me to go all in on him. You know what I'm saying? Because he does, he says funny stuff, and like I laugh at it. But then I'm also like, I think this guy was like a really bad guy, right? Yeah. But who knows? But anyway, this this audio was funny. Not to drag that mm, down. Mm, mm. I mean, you combine that with him over. Remember at the end of the season, overruling Dennis Allen. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we that talked about that. I mean, it's been an interesting couple couple of weeks. He's an interesting fellow. Since, yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right, at the Garden, tight, low-scoring game late in the third period. Rangers up 2-1 on the first-place Dallas Stars, and Igor Shosturkin was certainly locked in. Back to the line, Heiskanen moves down with it. There's a pass in front, save! The rebound! Oh, he kicked it out! He kicked it out! There you go, Sam Rosen, all jacked up on MSG robbery of Tyler Sagan. There, I know I Igor. say this all the time. It amazes me how good Sam he's, Rosen still is. Yeah, I mean, I was watching Sam Rosen when I was a kid, and he yeah. still is. He's, he's been outstanding. Doing Ranger games since before yeah. I was born. Really so, unbelievable. Yes, uh, Igor reaches back with the stick. He preserves the one goal lead shortly before Vincent Trocheck uh, iced the game with an empty netter. Looked like Chris Kreider added an empty netter of his own, and I see some people. Who bet on the game? Of course, the total was four and a half, so mm. the finals three one. So if you go by the TV copy, it looks like Kreider scores into the empty net with two tenths of a second left. Okay, but they didn't count it. So you've got people that bet the over who want them to make yeah, an adjustment about the there. Under. Well, yeah, exactly. There's always the other side of the coin. So I don't know if it was the the clock on the TV score bug. There it was maybe you know there's a, a slight off, yeah. delay. I'm not exactly sure, or if the league just said it doesn't matter. But in any event, for the Rangers, it's an eighth straight win. And despite allowing five to the Islanders at MetLife Stadium Sunday, Shesterkin may be finding his game here at the shutout against Calgary at the Garden last week. And last night he makes 41 saves against one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Quick to give credit to his teammates. Guys did a great job. Uh, box out. All the time, and front goal is a puck, it's more easy to play. So, I just want to say thank you for everyone. He did give mm. up a ton of shots, especially in the third period, but uh, he was as good as he's been at any time this season. They'll younger, try to make younger, it, better uh, not let that girlfriend get around him. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, at the height of his career, is a great looking guy. What was her name again? 
Da, da, D- Dominica? Dominica, Dominica, yeah, yeah. Better Dominica. keep a close eye on Dominica. Yeah. She might there slide right over to so, Shesty. Not only is Jagger still playing, Filipino has now been ruled out for the season with the Rangers. When he went back home to Czechia to train, he posted a picture. Jagger was practicing with him mm. while he was getting right. So he's always on the skates. He's keeping busy. It's incredible. And I think that's one of the reasons, if I'm not mistaken, that he's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame yet because he's still playing. Or maybe I have that wrong. I forget. There's something like that. In any event, he's a gem. Rangers, Devils tomorrow night. The Blue Shirts will try to make it nine in a row. New Jersey, a 6-2 loss at Washington last night. And the Islanders, after coughing up another two-goal lead in the third period, did rally in overtime to beat the Penguins 5-4 on Adam Pellick's first goal of the season. College Hoops, number one UConn, a blowout a loss at Creighton, 85-66. All right, thank you, CeeLo. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Build Ford Tough Studio. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer as he takes a couple of days off. I think he's in L.A. Yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. So uh, is Bob Lorenz here yet, by the way? Right, I think he is, yes. Bob Lorenz is here? He is. He has just walked in. Okay. Who's that? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Chris McMonagle. I get the Yankees hot stove guys confused. Bob Lorenz and, and C-Mac. They both host a Yankees hot stove, and sometimes I get to, even though they look very different, I get them uh, get them confused. Uh, so, yeah, you've got uh, BT and C-Mac today in the midday. That's right. I will be listening to those guys on the way home, of course. Think that they will, is there any way that they don't talk Yankees today? No. You think that's like I don't think minus no way they don't, 50,000? I don't think it, I think it'd be minus 50,000 they don't talk Yankees in the first 30 seconds. I bet you they could do like a little, hey, man, or the overnights like type of thing. Maybe, but they're going to talk Yankees in the first segment. Show 100%. Will, yeah, that show starts right off in the middle of a sentence. Well, it yes. does when Sal's there. I don't know if it does when BT's there. I think there. BT starts it the same way. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, yeah. But even with a new co-host, you kind of have to work in and introduce? Yes. Same thing? I Yeah, but I think he will start it off the same way. And then he'll mid-sentence. What up, C-Mac? Oh, okay. And over under 70%. Of the show is Yankees? Over. Yes. Especially, especially today when the judge speaking yesterday, it's it's topical, actually. Yeah. It is. It, this isn't like C-Mac and BT doing a show in December. Right. Talking straight up Yanks. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's Bob Lorenz. I can actually see him right through the glass right there. <laughs> All right. Hey, Bob. Uh, let's go to uh, Nate, who's down in Virginia. What's going on, Nate? Hey, what's going on? It's uh, kind of funny. I was listening to you guys this morning. Maybe it'll help out the uh, caller earlier with the 23andMe story, but I've got a unique last name, and everyone's been very curious about, like, you know, where the name has come from. So my wife for Christmas got me a 23andMe kit, and we sent it off. We open it up, and she goes through the results and finds out that my dad of 41 years is not actually my dad. What? So, yeah. Wow. So... We start doing some investigation, and my wife traces it back. Is your dad so still alive, mom, first off, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep, alive well. They're still together. I've got two boys who he thinks are his biological grandkids. So what happened is what we think is my mom was 19. Uh, she was dating two guys around 1981 and got pregnant and told him who she thought was the dad, my dad, that it was his. And so my dad was running track in college. He dropped out of college. He was selling uh, women's cosmetics door to door and um, <clears throat> ended up raising me. 
and he ended up, uh, I mean, I've got two boys and everything else. It's just, I heard the other caller earlier, and he's all devastated. I feel like I'm living on the opposite side. Like, I can't devastate my dad that way because he's raised me knowing, thinking I'm his child for, you know, 41 years. I've got two boys who he thinks are his grandkids, and my wife and I are sitting there like, we don't know what to do with this information now. So wow. you haven't told him yet? No. Oh, God. Oh, my I, God. I think he would be as devastated as that caller earlier. Like, I mean, I, I am who I am because of my dad. Right. Like, he raised me to be who I am. And he's got two grandkids that he thinks are his. Like, I couldn't do that to that guy. I mean, he's my dad for all intents and purposes. Like, I know, like, biologically now he's not. But he made me. Good for I you. Am, so I don't know. Nate, he's, good for you, man. And Nate, I don't know how to tell you this, but your dad has called in. He was watching, and he wants to talk. No, I'm kidding. I just, jeez. <laughs> See, you didn't even fall for it. Uh, listen, yeah. that is a, it's a, that's a great outlook. Oh, that's a great outlook. Do you know who your biological father is? So we, we've traced it. Uh, I, I know the guy's name. I know where he lives, uh, but we kind of, so on 23andMe, you have an option to shut it down to where he can no longer see that. He has me as a kid. Mm. So we did do that uh, last night, actually. So Good for you. So odd that you guys are talking about this this morning because I just shut that down. Man, oh, man. And, and does part of you, like how much of you wants to meet your biological father? Oh, there, there's that curiosity. Uh, there, there definitely is. But again, you know, I mean, I played college baseball on a scholarship. I played two years of minor league baseball. I've got two good kids now, like I can't do that to my father who's raised me. I mean, he dropped out of college, you know, to raise me. So women's cosmetic door to door. I remember as a kid, he did candy machines too. We count the quarters and everything as a family. I mean, he scraped by, dropped out of his life to raise, like, I could never do that to him and tell him, you know, I'm not his kid. What if you are? Right. Because you are his kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What if your biological father were Warren Buffett? At that point, (laughs) would you go and try to find him? Dad. <laughs> that might be a different situation. But he's not Warren Buffett. <laughs> man, oh man. Well, that uh, yeah, that what a burden. I mean, you you sound to have been dealing with this pretty well, but I can't imagine like the the burden of that information. Like if that were me, I would try to hold it as close to the vest as much as possible. But then on Thanksgiving, I'd probably drink too much and then spill it out in a moment of boredom. Mm, mm, mm. My my wife is very nervous of that because when I do get a little whiskey in me, I, I do say things. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I wouldn't be able to hold on to that. No drinking at family functions. Yeah. No, it's hard for my wife, too, because she tells her mother everything. She wants to tell her mom so bad, but we get together with family functions. We don't want anyone to look at my dad any differently. Right. So we've got to keep this between us. And she's like, so we've got to bear this burden for the rest of I was like, I think so. Like, I don't know any other option right now. Well, it is your burden more so than hers, but understood. Yeah. And it's really just until your dad is alive, right, for the rest of your lives. Because at that point, like, well, I guess, you know, with right. the kids, though, you know, you're not going to tell your kids. I, I, don't, I, I think I have to at some point. But yeah. you're right. It, it'd probably be after my father's funeral at some point, you know. Boy, this 23 and me, man. This is why I didn't do it. It is. It's a mess. That's not really. So on 23 and me, they, they have this thing is saying that the most uh, popular thing that they find is people in my situation where they find out that their father is not their father. And they have a little message down there saying, you know, if you need help, you know, reach out here, here, and here. And it's better to talk about this than to keep it in. And so they do say that on the 23 Mean site. But, 
No, it's wild, man. There's 23 and me. It's a mess. <laughs> it's, it's a mess. And uh, thanks for sharing that, Nate. And, and I uh, give you a lot of respect for, I mean, that is a tough spot. I don't know what the right answer is there. But if he, he knows his dad and he believes that his dad's going to be devastated, it's going to ruin his life and he wants to protect him, then I'm all for that. But at the same time, it's almost like you, you kind of want to know these things. The way, and what I'm going to say is going to contradict itself a little bit, but the way he's handling it and the way he sees his dad as his dad and good for him. That's phenomenal. He probably shouldn't even have told his wife. Probably yeah. should have just buried it. It's a tough like, thing. That's my dad. That's yeah, but it. if you are if you have zero interest in running down the other guy, who, and again, this comes back to the conversation with Eddie from last hour over who is your parent in this case as opposed to who just made you, yeah. for lack of a better way of saying it, um, then I think he probably would have been better off just living with it. And I didn't not want to do 23 and Me because any sort of crazy family thing because I'm pretty confident because my dad's done some of that Ancestry.com stuff. Pretty confident there's nothing I'm going to find mm-hmm. out that's crazy. I But I Al Dukes actually put it in my head that someone would plant my DNA somewhere at a crime scene. Like... And I just, I, I've been thinking about that ever since. Yeah, it's like, uh, imagine there's like a dude who works at 23andMe. He's got access to all this DNA. He's a serial killer, but he leaves random DNA at the scene, so he's never caught. Right. Or there's some like angry Mets fan who doesn't like my take <laughs> on David Stearns, who also works at 23andMe, and then like comes across that leg okay. on the subway, that, that disembodied leg on the subway, and is like, you know what, I'm going to grab his Q-tip swab and put it on the leg, and then all of a sudden I'm in jail for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're taking this a little too far, but I understand. Uh, are we? Yeah, we are. Didn't we all do 23andMe for I did BMG? Not. No, Why I did two? not do it. Oh, fake I, news. I did not do it. We, we faked mine. And, and I was actually about to do <laughs> I had the swab in my hand, mm. about to do it, and then... Olive walked by and said, wait, what are you doing? No one said that to me. Well, because you didn't have the swab in your hand. I was about to do it. And he put all his stuff in my head. And he said the same thing Al said about the, the, and I was just like, oh my God. He said to me, he goes, you're not doing that, are you? I go, I did that years ago already. Hi, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Top Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer again this morning. Do you see the Neuralink yes, thing yes, that's going on? Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, not interested. What do you mean you're not interested? This is nuts, man. Uh, why aren't you interested? This, is, this could be the next thing. I always say, what's the thing that we have not thought about or we don't think about enough that we won't be able to live without? Like, for example, we lived years and years without cell phones and smartphones, and now you figure, how in the hell did you even possibly live without that GPS in your car? You actually took a map out and, like, looked I where you were. I remember the days of printing map directions out on MapQuest. Map Quest, yes. Yeah, even prior to that. I, well, prior to, to that, I delivered pizza with a map, with a Rand McNally map in my gold ex- box. Yeah, exactly. So, so I remember. And then you think, you think you go back, and I could never do that again. Uh, well, maybe this Neuralink is the thing. So they, the Elon Musk's, Musk's company, uh, Neuralink, they, they planted the first chip in the brain of whatever, I don't know, what do you want to call subject. this person? Yeah, subject, yeah. test dummy. I don't even know what you want to say. But it's a person. It's a human. And this human with this Neuralink can now move a mouse, like a computer mouse, mm-hmm. a cursor, with his or her brain. Right. We don't know if it's a male or female. I don't think. Move a cursor with the brain. I Come on. I don't like this. 
I don't like this. I don't want something inserted. I don't know. You want something implanted in your brain? I mean, is it going to help? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, how much I, better can our lives? We are so spoiled. How much better can our lives? I get? don't know. This is the thing. You don't know. Someone's got to to come up with the next special thing, and Elon Musk seems to be doing it. Mm. Like, I mean, you could instantly, as opposed to turning and typing something into Google, you could immediately just be like, ah, bang, right there in the. So head. you'd sign up for that now? Not now, but I want to see how the rest of this goes. But if it if it ends up that this test subject ends up getting through this okay and it's positive, sure. And by the way, what are they paying that person? The first person? A lot. I would that I would do. Go ahead, put something in my brain. I don't care. Give me a couple million dollars. I'll move that mouse with my brain. Okay. And it and if something happens and you die, well, then my family will be taken care of for the rest of the time. It'll be fine. I mean, they'll have emotional scarring, but... I'm sure you can still sign up if you'd like to be subject number two and you get the same no, deal. I'm sure that list is way long uh, now. There's no way. I'm way late to the party. You're Greg Giannotti. That. Might move right to the top <laughs> of the list. <laughs> this isn't a Ford Bronco. All right. It's like <laughs> Boomer put me on that first edition list. This is not... You could punch in callers with your brain. Oh, that'd be that'd awesome. Be, that would be great. Oof. <laughs> Hang up with them on my brain. To bang. Just like that. A little too far. You think it's too far? I do. I do. Yeah. I think we're getting a little nuts. You can turn Boomer's mic off with your brain. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I do think, though, all right, so you think about some of these minor things that you could do where you're, all right, think of, you know, you can go to Wikipedia in your brain quickly as opposed to, pu- to putting it up on a screen. But they are discussing, the Neuralink folks, that if done right, this might help cure spinal injuries that's fantastic that's a different conversation than what we're having but this is what we're the talking Neur- about, this is what Neuralink is though we're talking about putting google in our brain but that's but it also does that it does all sorts of yeah. stuff yeah uh, that's I, gonna I be the thing will be long after me Did you get your Neuralink yet <laughs> no yeah. no i don't think so not for me now the other stuff is phenomenal if you can cure anything yeah. then go for it i mean i'm all in but i don't think i don't think i need to put a chip in my brain That'll be Al's new pickup line. Hey, you get your Neuralink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know a couple of people could really use a Neuralink in their brain. Pretty dumb people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about one of my dumb friends yesterday, and one of the things he said that I wasn't sure if it was genius or dumb. So I remember this. we were like in high school or right after high school, and I and we were talking about religion. And I asked him, I said, I said, do you believe in God? And his answer was, not yet. Not yet. And I said, not yet. Like he's just looking for proof still. <laughs> but I no, I think I think what his answer was after that, if I remember correctly, was like, well, when I get closer to death and I feel like I ah. have to, then I will. Mm. But not right now. The old I feel, comfort. I feel pretty good about things. Yeah. But not what an answer. Have you ever heard anybody answer that no. question? Not no. yet. That's a new some one. point I'm planning to. Yeah. But that's the truth for many people. That is the truth yeah, for no, a lot I know. of people. I know, but that's why I wasn't sure if this was genius or that's why churches Don't. are mostly filled with older people. Sadly, that is true. Are they? I if feel like you, you get a lot of mega churches. You get a lot of younger people uh, in there, like now middle of the country. That's different. I'm talking about around here. Around here, you go here, to church yeah. on Sunday, you will see probably young families and a lot of older people. Yeah, not much in the middle. Right, the people are hedging their bets. <laughs> hedge spot. <laughs> Heaven hedge spot. But you're right. Middle of the country, it's different. I mean, that Joel Olstein, whatever the hell that thing is, that, that oh, is that a mega monstrosity. Church. Yeah. And there was, wasn't there a shooting there last week? What? 
No. At a Joel Osteen No, church? God would not allow that. Come on. No, I, no there was no... Really? I, I, there was an incident at the Joel Osteen in um Yeah, in Jerry's right. Wow. Yeah. Shooting at Joel Osteen's Texas Lakewood Church. Yeah. How come that didn't get any press? It might have been because it was on a Friday or a Saturday, maybe. News dump shooting? Well... <clears throat> Call it what you want, but I, I think that's I think that's why <clears throat> I think that's why we didn't really discuss it. Wow! But I did see that. Yeah, that is that is I, did, I had no idea. Yep. Well, I had that to the list. Mm-hmm. And that you ever watch that on TV? The amount of people that are there is unreal. I know. You ever see the uh, the Righteous Gemstones? So it's a it's a it's a HBO some Max series. Mm-hmm. Um, with the guy who did Eastbound and Down, Danny McBride. Okay. He's the guy who played um, the guy with the mullet. To- oh, you need that knurling. Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody help me with this. The- I don't have Max. You I- don't remember. I cut off a- my streaming purchases. Kenny Powers. Ah, there you go. Kenny, Kenny Powers. Powers was the the pitcher that he played in Eastbound and Down. Okay. And then he also did a show called Vice Principals. So he's the main character in this, John Goodman. Is in it as well. Then hmm. it's about it's a it's a parody and a comedy on a huge mega church. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're run by you know one of these things that's in in the south somewhere, hmm. and it is it is hilarious. It is is so well done. And it's like becomes dark and just it's just it's really funny. Hmm. But, that would interest me. That would interest uh, me. Yeah, I would. That. Uh, that that show, I think you would you'd like. Uh, here's the moon chasing gynecologist again, Dan in nice. West Orange. What's going on, Dan? <laughs> Dan. Good morning, fellas. What's up? Uh, all right, so I'm calling to defend myself because I, I I heard that I was a moment of the day yesterday. No, you were segment of the day, actually, Dan. <laughs> you were segment <laughs> of the day. You were segment of the day, actually. Uh, whatever it was. All right, anything. Anyway, my friends were calling me, and I had to defend myself because they felt like you were mocking me what? for what I was doing. No, yeah. no, 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 no. We, we were, were we were mocking a couple of the errors that were said. That's all. We thought you said okay. New Mexico. You said Mexico. Like all of us were all over the place. All right. So let me explain myself. Do you get, can you give me a minute to explain myself? Sure, but I, so, I will say that I will say that no one was mocking. We were just laughing at the fact that that you said I need to get away from my life, which is being a gynecologist <laughs> no. to go out to the middle of the ocean to watch the <laughs> eclipse. I mean, that was just it was just funny to us. That's all. No, I get it. I get it, Jim. So, um, so I was the caller that called a couple of weeks ago that was in the the Las Vegas shooting. Just so you know. Oh wow, you you, that that was you as well. Jeez, yeah, you got an interesting well, life there, man. I have a very interesting life, and I could go through it. So, I grew up with across the street from a serial killer. I was in which a one bombing in the Czech Republic? Which serial killer? And then uh, Joel Rifkin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a Long Island guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I called about it. I, I think I was on the show with you guys when we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, it was probably the day that they got uh, Rex Huberman, probably. Exactly, uh, yeah. exactly the day. Yeah. yeah. All right, so then Vegas happens, and then I got COVID, and, I, and I'm a physician. I am a gynecologist, and you guys were all working from home, but I wasn't, and I got COVID from a patient, and almost, I was in the hospital for seven days and almost died. I went into heart failure. I have a pacemaker put in and all this stuff. And the only thing that I had was my phone, my computer, and looking at the moon from my room in a hospital for seven days. So I got intrigued by the moon. And I don't know much about it. Eddie knows way more about it than I do. But when I got out and, and while I was in the hospital, I made a bucket list. 
And one of the things I put on is I want to see the freaking solar eclipse. And when I got out of the hospital, all my friends took me to New Mexico to go see the, the eclipse. And we missed it by like, like probably like a tenth of a mile. It just wasn't total. So now they're taking me back to Mexico on a boat to see it. And then they're going to kill you and throw you in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that's, so that, so yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it's, your life sounds like the movie Final Destination. You just haven't ca caught up with you. You're bombing in the Czech Republic. You grew up across from a serial killer, the Las Vegas shooting. You got long COVID. You almost died. I mean, my God, man, you're just skirting death wherever you go. So hey, here's another problem. When I was in the Czech Republic, I was in the airport, and I'm a Mets fan, and I'm a huge sports fan, and I love you guys so much. Um, I was standing in the airport, and they make an announcement over the uh, over the announcement thingy, and nobody understood what it said. Everybody runs out of the airport, okay, except for me and some dude wearing a Yankees hat. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, "Are you from America?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "What do we do?" And I'll follow them. And I slept on in in a barn with a cow for days. <laughs> for days? Yeah, <laughs> it was like twelve hours or something. Oh like my that. god! I mean, this is you got to write a book, man. I mean, if it, all this stuff is true, you got to write a book. Oh, what'd you have on sperm donation? You said you wanted <laughs> to say something about that. Yes, sperm donation. So yeah, so when we were in medical school, there used to be a thing that would hang up like little flyers that say you could donate your sperm, make some money. And I'm trying to push myself through medical school to make the money for it. I never did it, but I do have friends that did do it, and now they're scared as hell right now that mm. they're going to come up with children that are finding them. And every night I go out and hang out with them, have a drink, and and they're like, oh my god, if they find me because they're donating their sperm, they made like fifty bucks each time. Yep, and now they're they're scared. Yeah, you know what, Dan, and, and thanks again for the call. This is exactly what I was talking about yeah. with me and my friends back in the day. Because, like, like you kid me? All I have to do is do that and give it to somebody, and I get, like, 300 bucks and buy myself a Mitchell and Ness jersey and a pair of Jordans. <laughs> well, can't you remain anonymous, though? I, you thought you, I thought you were supposed to if you checked that box. I, that's what I thought. Yeah, but th this day and age, you can find anything Well, clearly, anywhere. as we talked about 23andMe now, anything is out there. Exactly. But that... You know, 20 years ago, who knew this would be a thing? Nobody. Just like Neuralink. Yeah, right. Now you know. You know mm -hmm. everything about everything. Mm. Chip in the brain. Uh, but yeah, I would be... Thank God I never did that. I yeah, I never even thought about it, to be honest. Yeah. And the other thing, too, you think about, like, what if... And this wouldn't happen, but with any of us. But what if you did that, like, your kid turned out to be like a... NBA superstar making $40 million a year. Well, then I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, right. Pig. And all of, a, all of a sudden, you pop into the, hey, wait a second. What happened to the guy I talked to last hour that wasn't interested? <laughs> cash. Cash. Give me my cash. <laughs> Damn right. Those wealth partners got him on the right track. <laughs> but little, let's be honest. None of us are fathering a NBA superstar. No, but could be something else, you know? None of us have those skills. Yeah. I mean, but hey, you got kids who play baseball. Yeah, but no one's going to play professional baseball. You never know. You know, but I'm pretty sure. Hey, Tierney was close. Yeah, well, but Tierney's also a lot bigger and strong. I mean, I'm five foot nothing, you know, which means... So is Jose Altuve. Yeah, true. I mean, you're right. He's, you're right. Brandon's got Colton on the fast track. Uh, that kid can play. That kid definitely can play. I mean, you're gonna. I'm gonna be buying a Colton Tierney jersey someday. Yeah, a, I hope we do at a sports authority. I hope we do. Uh, let's go to Linda in Ridgewood. What's going on, Linda? Hey, good morning. Good morning, Linda. So listen, good morning. How are you? Great. What's up? 
Hey, fellas. So I was inspired by one of the earlier calls. Uh, we got Billy Johnson, Billy Joel concert story. Yeah. And um, I had a first date. It, it struck a memory for me. I had a first date where the guy, uh, he was he was loaded, this dude. He was loaded. He takes me to this football game. Didn't have tickets. Scouts the ticket. Pays a freaking fortune for it. I mean, this guy, like, didn't have the pinky ring, but he really wanted one, you know? <laughs> so what was cool about it was that he had this small TV with him that was portable. So we got to watch the game and hear the commentary and the playbacks and sort of. This was my first time I'd ever gone to a game, and I was really impressed. Did I marry him? No. I married the guy who made me laugh because mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, did that did that TV at least get him a little uh, action at the end of the night? Or? <laughs> there were no reruns, babe. There were no reruns. Oh, yeah, that is uh, that is funny. funny. Yeah, like the the funny guy. There's never there's never anybody out of the funny guys league. We always talk about that. Never. I mean, unless you're grossly deformed, you know, then it's a different mm-hmm. story. Make the girl laugh, but you can make them laugh then. You know, yeah. If you're a cyclops, I mean, maybe not. <laughs> but if you, you know, make them laugh, yep. generally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're just talking about going to a game with a TV. All I can think about is Evan, who goes with the iPad, who's watching games and playing yeah, games. It sounds just like him. Let's go to Regina and Sayville. What's going Regina. on, Regina? Hey guys, love the show. Geo, you have to play golf at Timber Point. Yeah, I haven't yet. I I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, it's right. It's it's close. I just I just haven't yet. It's definitely on the list. Yeah, the blue course is beautiful. It's right in the bay. But I have a theory. I know I'm late to the party because you opened with it. That whole Kelsey thing with with uh, his coach Reed. I I mean, it's all about money with the NFL. I bet they're going to do a whole like five hour special on it. And the last five minutes, they're going to let you know exactly what was said. You know that's an interesting that's an interesting point. I am not uh, I am not going to rule that out um, because we we have seen stuff like that before. Like when Boomer was talking about the Aaron Rodgers and thanks Regina. Hopefully I see you around town. Mm. Uh, but um, the Aaron Rodgers documentary and they're filming all this stuff and taking advantage of it. So I would not be surprised if at some point the NFL monetized yeah. that moment. Um, but I do think that the initial thought was to protect Andy Reid, protect Travis Kelsey, and don't have any negativity coming out of the whole Kelsey Chief situation. I do agree, but I think she could be onto something too in terms of with all these streaming partners and Amazon exclusive behind the scenes Super Bowl Fifty Eight, and that's the tease. Oh yeah, then we find out it's just absolutely nothing. She, well, probably we, we get the lip reader told us it's nothing. Well, yeah, he called him you effer. Yeah, you effer. Or if. if uh, Swift was mic'd up during the whole thing, too, and they could just do this whole thing. I got to be honest. I'd watch that. What she was, but she's not. She should be like, yeah, one time football. only. No, one but time you, only. You edit it out. You know, whatever. You make it that mess in the suite. I would, I would probably yeah. watch that. I would watch that, but it's not like Taylor Swift saying anything interesting up there. I don't know. Probably not. I've pretty I would good agree guess. with you, but I would probably still watch it. That she's no, not but saying. her whole little right. start in, in Japan mm-hmm. and her getting on the plane and yeah, make a whole thing of it. I mean, they spent enough money, it sounds like, to get her there. They might as well do something with it. Yeah, that is true. They did put out a movie about her concert. Yeah. Oh, I, this has happened. Now I'm thinking more about it. Mm. This is happening. Mm-hmm. Glenn and Park Slope. What's going on, Glenn? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? What's up, Glenn? 
You know, I have a theory. I think the first hope high profile participant in this Neuralink is going to be Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I think Zach Wilson probably needs it more than Aaron Rodgers, but yeah, I uh, I would not probably be true. I would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers' post playing career went and got a Neuralink right mm-hmm. away. I and mean, this guy went to Costa Rica to to do that whole uh, ayahuasca. Yep. So did that uh, Pancha Karma cleanse where you get yourself oh. sick. If someone was talking to me about that. This or maybe I was listening to a probably listening to a podcast, but it makes so much sense because people say they do this this Pancha Karma cleanse, which Aaron Rodgers did. Where you get so sick, and you 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 throw up, and you and you a lot of pooping and everything else, you feel sick. But then afterwards, you feel so great. It's like because this your clean. body's rejuvenated. But if you're the sickest you ever I, been in your life, of course, know. when you get better, you're gonna feel great. I don't know. That's just well, stupid. And this, it's a stupid question, probably. But why is that any different than the colonoscopy prep? I don't know. Apparently, it's more spiritual because of the stuff that you're putting in your body and what it's making you do. And I don't, I don't think know. you're, like, sweating with the colonoscopy. I mean, you're, you're like, doing violently, no, 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 you're violently ill right, with you, this. And you're not throwing up from that. And you're no. not seeing visions either. But you're right. cleaning yourself out, and your body should be as fresh as it could be, right? Isn't that the whole point of doing it? Yeah, but this is getting, like, everything out of you. Like, and you feel super sick when you do it. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you feel better. And you're like, oh, yeah, because wow. you're not sick anymore. Exactly. That's the point. What a farce. What a joke that is. Mm-mm. And the ayahuasca thing is scary. Anybody who does that stuff? Well, I would never do that stuff just because of the way Eddie talks about his reaction the one or two times with the marijuana. That freaks me out. Yeah. To know that something can take over your mind and you would just not be the same person. And you'd see different things that don't exist. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers said he had the th- uh, like uh, hands of Good thousands of hands of dead relatives. Great. <laughs> that Theo Vaughn talks about doing ayahuasca as well. Yeah, it sounds I interesting. It does sound interesting, but him trying to explain it is you can't Not understand what he's saying. <laughs> it's like, man, it's like I walked into a room, but it wasn't a room. It was just something that called itself a room, and then there was water, but it wasn't wet. And you're like, what the hell did you just say? Is him and Jameis Winston getting together? I mean, he, <laughs> it, I, he can't explain it. I love that Theo Vaughn, though. I do really like that guy. I saw a clip of him interviewing Wayne Gretzky, and they showed Wayne Gretzky, a uh, picture of Wayne Gretzky from the 80s, like the height of everything. And Theo Vaughn goes, you know who you look like, man? And he's like, what? He goes, Princess Diana. <laughs> 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 and he did <laughs> incredible uh, alright it is Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network alright Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network CeeLo back in with us and he's got another update and moment of the day what's going on CeeLo did you put a Neuralink in your head uh, probably not yet. Not yet. Got to find out a little bit. Let other people be try in. it out for. All I right. don't know if I'd be in. I got. I got. I got to find out more. Just wondering. Kind of like one soda the, with the Yankees. Like the cost of it has got to be another one of these things that's going to be prohibitive for all people. To, it can't be like that. Can't be out there for twenty nine ninety nine, right? Probably <laughs> I would not. Think not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so at least for a while. Does an insurance pay for this? You know, probably not. I, don't, I would think not. Uh, we're brought to you no. by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phones. I caught a little of the our, our moon chaser gynecologist uh, there, and he 
when he brought up uh, Joe Rifkin, yeah. my mind immediately Jacob went Jacob Wilkins. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Would you like to hear that, or we don't want to do that? Tonight? No, no, go ahead, play it. Okay. I mean, got nothing else going on. Well, that is fair. So this, uh, did you, have you ever heard this? Maybe. Do you, um, you remember Jacob, obviously? Of course, yes. of course. Yeah, okay, so years ago now, he was like early 20s, and he walked in to do the 6 o'clock update with Mike Solo. Now, right? he is a... All right, how do I put this? A very, very nice, very nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he, but, but he, his, a little out there, a little different, right? And his his, his appearance makes you want to ask questions. This is on, <laughs> by the way, for those of you that's it, when you when you, on that note, when you hear this, if you'd like to see it, it is on YouTube. Like just from the sole fact of like, hey man, what's going on with you? You know, yeah, like uh-huh. that's all. Like like, where does this guy come right. from? He's not your. He's not not he, like the way Mark Malusis is like. So what's up with you? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He, what's cooking with you, bro? All right, like when you go out, when you see Pat Boyle, you're like, okay, that's just a dude, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like that's just a dude who likes sports and talks about chicks and stuff. When you see Jacob Wilkins, you're like, oh, like this guy could either cure cancer yeah. or just. Hang out on the corner and have a lollipop. You, you want to find out more about him, right? When yes, you see him, you want to know more about. Which him. is exactly what happened with Mike. Because I used to go in there and I'd keep my head down. Right, Mike yeah. was in the middle of the segment. You don't know what kind of mood he's in. You want to just get to your seat. You know, you're not Mink. You're not Bob Husler. So it's kind of like walking into the lion's den a little bit, right? So here goes young Jacob Wilkins <laughs> in there as Mike's in the middle of wrapping up the five o'clock hour, and it would uh, catch Mike's attention. No, right over there. Tells him where to sit. Right over there. Make yourself at home here. How you doing? How are you? Good. How are you? What's your name? Jacob. Jacob? How are you? Good. Good. Come on. Uh, Jacob what? Wilkins. Put his mic on so he can talk. (laughs) Go ahead. Jacob Wilkins? That's right. Nice to see you. Where are you from? From East Meadow, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd you get here? I've never seen you here before. Where'd you come from? Your guess is as good as mine. Really? Where'd you come from? So the East Meadow thing hooks him right away. Mm -hmm. And then he gives him the wins, and then the Penn State. It was right when all the stuff was going Mm -hmm. on with Paterno and Mm -hmm. Sandusco. They've been in the news. So Mike's intrigued. He's got his attention, so he gets his bio a little bit. Talk about the fact he did the the overnight update New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. Oh, low man on the totem pole. And then he circled back to the Long Island angle. And this is where things got a little interesting. You're a Long Island guy? I am. East Meadow? East Meadow. Did you go, what high school did you go to? East Meadow High School. East Meadow High School. Frank Fiola went to East Meadow? That's right. Yes, That's Frank right. Uh, East, who else? Someone else. Not that I didn't go to East Meadow. Uh, who else went to East Meadow? Is there another famous player from East Meadow High School? Other than Just Viola? a serial killer, actually. <laughs> what? There was uh, Joel Ripken, the, uh, the serial killer. He's from East Meadow? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know if we want to bring him up again, but that's okay. <laughs> but you have Viola and a serial killer. That's right. All right, well, I'm sure Frank would like that, that he's been teamed up with uh, Joel Ripken. I huh, mean, well, that's good. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> and the video, it's, it was, you know, Mike was simulcast. So I think we used to went on Yes. So if you, go, if you go to YouTube, Jacob Wilkins, Mike's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just, Jacob's just sitting there calmly waiting for Mike to try and figure it out. And yeah. so the delivery, just so matter of fact, uh, just a serial killer. <laughs> like, it's just uh-huh, commonplace. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> is that why Brian Jones called oh him serial God. killer? Or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> just don't he look like No, one. no, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, no, that's not why. He did call him that, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, what up, serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian. Good oh. to see you again. God. <laughs> Brian used to, he used to say, like, in a joking way, the most offensive oh, stuff yeah. to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> But I it mean, was endearing. 
Somehow it was. Yeah. Like no one else could get away with it. Yeah. But he could. Because <laughs> you knew not Said to it with take a smile. him seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, well, I can't. I'm not. He's trying so to figure many out, things that are yeah, in my head. Right. Trying to figure I'm, out what you could share. I can't. I can't. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, did I do the reads, Eddie? Yes. I didn't. Oh, I did? Wow. God, I can't even remember. five minutes ago. I can't even remember it. Yeah, you did. Okay. Very good. Um, we'll skip the Yankees here. Who cares? By the way, remember yesterday, Jimmy... Chris McMonagle does. <laughs> <laughs> That's who cares. Oh, he will, he'll, he'll get to that with yeah, BT coming up the top of the hour. Remember yesterday, you were trying to remember the other former Yankee that's on the Mets roster, right? Yes. Now? Someone pointed this out to me. Maybe not who you were thinking of, but there is another one. And we talked about Luke Voigt yesterday. Mm-hmm. G-Man Choi. Uh-huh. The guy? They just signed him. That's what I mean, right. but he's in. He's, he's one there. of these non-rosters. I still think of him as a Ray. Yeah, yeah, but he did. He was with the Yankees. Yeah. So he invoiced a little couple seasons, first base guys. It's a lot you of know. meat over there. There's a lot of meat, no doubt about it. Mets did a really cool thing yesterday. Um, some of their guys, Francisco Lindor included, working with participants of the Florida Special Olympics. They had them out on the field going through some drills and everything. I bring this up because... You know, I feel like we t- we take uh, sometimes Lindor for granted maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. So his wife posted something on Instagram the other day. I think this was leading into their first day of on-field workouts, which was Monday. And it's a picture of him smiling. And she writes, you see him in a good mood. You'd never know he's been up the last four nights with our toddler who's been sick. Last night, no exception. He left our home at 4.30 a.m. to drive two hours to be where you see him, which is on the field. Working hard, smiling. This is the man he is across the board and everything he does. He goes above and beyond, does it with a smile. Proud to call him ours. So I thought that was very yeah. nice. very nice. Yeah, a little pat on the back. Yes. Phenomenal shortstop. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes gets lost well. because he doesn't bat 330. Correct. Which he did at times in Cleveland. Yeah, which I is, know. Uh, that's, why, that's what our expectations were. All right. Let's go to Charles Barkley on the Dan Patrick Show. This was late last week. So they covered a lot of topics, including Shaq's jersey retirement in Orlando recently, but also the Super Bowl. And Barkley would come to the defense of Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers and the way things went down with overtime and the rules and so on and so forth and did not care for the we got so many idiots, fools, and jackasses on television now. Everybody has to have a hot take and blame somebody. And then he would focus it on one guy in particular who I guess he's always had a strong distaste for. And let me tell you how stupid some of these guys are on television. <laughs> uh, you know how much I hate Skip Bayless. I, I hate him with every fiber. You know, I really, sometimes he makes me want to gain weight back so I can hate him with even more weight. <laughs> that was a great line. That's funny. That is oh, funny. Did you man. hear what he said about San Francisco, Charles Barkley? No. During the All-Star oh, game. He was killing the city, right? Oh, my God. I and then didn't that. Draymond Green go back at him or something? He probably did, but I... Uh, Everybody's got... I mean, well, I, 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 San Francisco's I, having their issues right now. Yeah, I just, there's so much That's disagreement and too. anger. I was going to come in here and do the J.J. Reddick, Austin, and Doc Rivers thing this hour, but it's take forever to set up. Maybe we'll By the way, Tomorrow, did you see something? the Doc Rivers quote? I don't know about what Cabo with no, the players. Oh, no, right. where he was talking. I forget what podcast he was on or what show he was on. <laughs> he basically comes out and says, "When Milwaukee called me, I'm like, why? Like, why are you calling me? Why are you firing him? Yeah." And he basically, says, I don't understand why you're doing this. He but, was okay. advising that guy, wasn't yeah, he? I that I'm not sure of. You, I don't know. And then he takes over, and they're three and seven since he yeah. took the job. All right, so instead of me reading it in the Barkley voice, uh, Al has the audio okay. of Charles Barkley talking about San Francisco. Hey, Reggie, we love you. Let's not have another all-star in Indiana. Let's <laughs> let this be the last one, my friend. It's too cold, man. Was it the you, snow? You spent the enough was time here, Reggie. You don't need to come back for us. Was it the minus 17 degrees? Hey, Reggie. Yes? If you had a chance to be in cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, wouldn't you? 
No, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck, you live in Philadelphia, Chuck. I look at that microphone that says cough and just hold that down. And, <laughs> and we love San Francisco. <laughs> no, we love San No, we don't. <laughs> oh, he's got no filter, man. He's just well, that's why he's, he's getting paid the big bucks. No right? doubt about it. No doubt. Talk about hot takes. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. You know? That's actually not one. Like a hot take no, no, would be no, no, San Francisco's a great place to live. But he, I mean, Meaning him, yeah, yeah. Those guys say stuff nonstop. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and so what he doesn't like, they're kind of part of. True, and it's made them a lot of money. You want a little more Sean Marks? You want some Sam Rosen? Where do we want to go before moment of the day here? You don't care. She was like, <laughs> yeah, God, neither, neither. Want, none of the above. Neither. Just play moment of the day and get the hell out of the studio. Yeah, maybe. Much really. All right, yeah. let's do that. It's brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. <laughs> Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> Big sperm donation conversation earlier on, and uh, Eddie had sort of a, a different stance, a different take on that, basically saying if he, you know, down the road found out that uh, he had fathered kids, uh, really wouldn't be all that interested, and you guys would push back a little bit. What about this? What if, I know you've been with your wife since high school, so it's obviously off the table, but what if in college you slept with someone, had no idea she got pregnant, years later you got married to someone else, and then you found out 30 years later that she... But that, that, that's different. If you're, like, sleeping with someone, like, you know, you're, you know, this is you're donating sperm, but it, you're still creating the same thing. It's yeah. still your right. Yeah, that, but you're responsible for the one directly. That is true. That is very true. Well, you could be if if she wanted that and went to the courts. Yes, but you're telling me, like, let's just say, because you're not supposed to have someone show up at the door. But I think that you, people do find out. Like there, there are very curious people. Like I need to find is my father still alive? Especially as you get a little older. Yes, right. It, it just one day at the door. Someone knocks on the door and goes, Oh, uh, yes, I believe you went down. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't freak you out. It, might, it would be curious, sure. I mean, it would change your life. Uh, that I don't know. I don't see the resemblance. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was a long time ago. Little guy, get off my porch. I'm retiring in two years. <laughs> Go get him, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> little guy, get off my porch. <laughs> uh, oh, it's funny. I don't know if I like that little guy better or the Sean Marks little guy. <laughs> Maybe a little ponytailed 30-year-old <laughs> showing up at the door. With a college basketball t-shirt on. Yeah. Some uh, random-ass uh, university. Go, go Dolphins. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did this. One of my favorite things I did with Steve Summers back when I produced his show. Remember Bill the Baker? Yes, yes of course. He would call up, and and Steve hated his phone calls. He hated them. So he's like, we have to do something with this guy. I can't do it anymore. The same thing with the book, and you're reading from a book. You know. So I said, I could do a great impersonation. About 1956, there was a guy named Stinky LaFoot. You know, so so what I did was... <laughs> on, the, on the money. So, we, so, right, so if people know that impersonation, and then I did it even better. So I came up with this idea that we were going to say that Bill the Baker had a long lost son. And he was on the line and we found him <laughs> when Bill called. So Steve's like, we did a lot of work on this. Producer Greg Giannotti found him. And uh, Bill, here he is, your long-lost son. <laughs> and I was like, Dad? 
He's like, what is this? And I'm like, here he is again, turning his back on me. <laughs> I'm going to hang up. Who is this? I said, say, it's, it's your son, for God's sakes. And we went back and forth. That he was so confused. And the audience was probably, what the hell is going on? But it was like 11 o'clock at night on a Tuesday. And one Steve day. probably loved it. Oh, oh and no he was doubt. like, oh, that was, oh, man, that was great. <laughs> Screw that guy. That was awesome. I hope he never calls again. <laughs> I, I have it saved somewhere. Oh, you, have, you have some gems. Some of them that took place off the air, messing with guys in the newsroom. That I'd like, like to hear. Some classic the Bill ones. The I don't one. think I've ever heard I'm that. Heard I heard the, the, what you just played with Jacob Wilkins. Yeah, I yeah. did hear that. Yeah, I could, you, we can find it coming up. I bet you That's I have funny. a little dad. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're not going to play this whole thing. Oh, but you found it. But we found it after I was the most unorganized person on earth. Thank God I was no longer a producer because I looked through that folder. I got Z's and zeros <laughs> and uh, just ridiculous. Yes. So finally I actually found the, the chunk that we recorded at that point that is unedited from April 7th, 2008. Wow. All right, so uh, let's do the math on that. 16 years. 16 years ago. Yeah, almost. So I was 25 years old. Just a young, dumb kid. 25 years old, producing Steve Summers. Mm. And Bill the Baker, Bill and Brentwood, who is no longer with us, um, he used to call Steve all the time. And he used to do this whole thing where he knew every single date of everything in baseball. I remember. I remember. And that was yeah. they remember. It was it was April fourth. It was nineteen fifty three, and Mickey Mantle farted in the uniform for the first time. <laughs> and then Steve like, "You have a book? I don't have a book." It was like this thing back and forth. Yep. So then, just Steve's like, "We got to do something with him." And I'm like, "Well, why don't we mess with him and see if we can knock him off his game by saying that we found his long lost son." So I could do the impersonation, and uh, and here you go. This is it from April Bill 7th. Bill from Brentwood's long-lost son. Bill, are you with us? Yeah, I see. Bill, we have uh, the surprise because he's on the line with us right now. Yeah, right. How you doing? Uh, uh, hello? Yes. How you doing, Steve? Hi, Dad? Bill. What are you, what's wrong here? Dad? Hello, hey, Steve? Before, before I talk to you, Dad, I gotta thank you for, for putting this together for me, Steve. I've no, been waiting uh, since not a since, problem since April second, nineteen seventy three. That's when I was born, Dad. <laughs> well, do you do you remember him, Bill? What do you remember him? Yeah, April second. That's when Gil Hodges passed away. Mm -hmm. No, but you know what? Gil Hodges passed away, and I was brought into the world, oh, Dad. Hello. Yeah, you're walking out on me again? Bill, I could tell you're a little bit overcome with emotion, and I know this is a major surprise for you. I, I hope you you understand and appreciate what we had to go through to find him, number one. Oh. And I think it is a wonderful thing uh, right here on the radio live in New York City on WFAN that you are reunited with your long-lost son. Yeah, right. Oh, see, this is what he did before, oh, Steve. This is what I was afraid of, that he would pretend I wasn't here, just like he did all those years ago. Bill, I, I know see, that I, you... No, wait, let Are me say something. Are you going to let me talk or what? Uh, well, let me talk. You never, you never even heard my voice. Hello? Yeah, I'm I'm here, Bill. I want to talk about the steroids situation. I want to talk about it. You never even oh, acknowledged I was alive. 
You're getting me going here now. Bill, I know you're overcome with emotion. You're always going. You're always coming and going. I'm going to hang up. Like you're, you're not, not going to talk to me, I'm going to hang up. Well, we, we we certainly are going to talk to you, but we thought that after all these many years of uh, not uh, being able to uh, to talk with your, your long-lost son, that... That you would I take... don't know what you're talking about anyway. You, got you know, I tried to come up to you once. It was it was September 12th. It was 1974, and I tried to talk to you, and you would. You, you turned oh, your back on me God. then, and you're turning your back on me again. Yeah, well, I'm going to hang up. No, don't do that, Bill, because uh, we went to great trouble to, to, to find him, and he was very, very anxious uh, to talk with you, and we're anxious to talk with you also, Bill, but we thought we'd give you a few moments here to... To reacquaint yourself with with somebody you, you hadn't talked to in a long time. Who who was this? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Pretend like I'm not alive. You've been doing that for the last thirty six years. Why would I be surprised to be any different uh, now? I'm going to hang up. No, no, no right. not you, you, got, you got the gist of it. Well, yeah, Bill, well, <laughs> the best part is you were born in seventy three, and in seventy four you went up. To <laughs> you picked up on it. Remember yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, you picked up on that. I was a year old. Little toddler. Jeff the Baker from Brentwood. I love the little subtleties, though, of the exact dates oh, yeah. that you're giving him like he would do with Steve. Oh, yeah. Well, that was that was the whole thing. And then... Uh, and then, but he, how great was it too that I said April second, just whatever, I just made a, the date, and he goes, "Yeah, that's Gil Hodge's oh, birthday." Jesus, God. And I was like, "Yeah, it's when or Gil Hodge's passed away." <laughs> right. And that's when I was brought into the world. Oh Dad. my God! You would know better than me, of course. But is that the same voice of the guy who ruined Twenty Four for Tony? No, no, no. That was uh, that was uh, Tom and Fairfield. Oh, okay. It was uh, type uh, of voice. Yeah. So Tom and Fairfield was. Hi, Tony. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The Chinese captured him at the end. And Bill the Baker was. It was. It was uh, September sixteenth, nineteen thirty-five. <laughs> Voice different. similar, cadence way different. Yeah, way different. Ah, you got me going here. <laughs> and all of this was like improv. I had no idea what he was going to yeah. say. <laughs> You're always going. You're never staying. That's your problem. <laughs> it's so it ridiculous. Did he call after that? Oh yeah, we oh, did, did. We did it to him again, apparently, because we were trying to find the. I didn't remember mm. that, so we, did, we we had so much fun with that that the next time he called, we did it again, and uh, I was like, last time we tried to do this didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was stupid. We had so much fun, Steve and I, back in the like I was back in Studio C sure, on the yeah, phone yeah. or in the newsroom doing yep. the <laughs> Bill's son. Here's the Tony Page thing. Let's go out to uh, Fairfield. Say hello to uh, Tom. Tom, what's going on? So in really important things, next year, they're going to combine Prison Break and 24, and they're going to have Jet Li and Jackie Chen help uh, Jack Bauer get out. Okay. Oh, you didn't see it? No, no, no. I, I know. I haven't watched I taped he, it. The, the, the Chinese kidnapped him at the end. Please tell me that didn't happen. <laughs> He said Chinese kidnapped Jack Bauer at the end. I'm sorry. I didn't know you didn't see I it. I just told you I didn't watch it. Oh, that's all? <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm really tired. All right. Try right. <laughs> right. as, as angry as you will see Tony. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> it's like, okay, Jack Bauer. Oh, you didn't see it? No, I just, no, I didn't. The Chinese captured him at the end. Uh, and then the awful at the he end. He could, he could, oh, that's awful. <laughs> he knew what he was doing of at Tom and Fairfield. Did. That was a guy who was never heard from again. Mm. Tom and Fairfield. And he called up, ruined his night, and that was that. Yeah. Uh, the Chinese kidnapped him at the end. Please tell me that didn't happen. <laughs> that's awful. Please tell me that's fake. 
what was the date on the Tom and Fairfield thing? Do you have that? That was a long time ago. Was a long time. That was a long time ago. Yeah, but the uh, the Bill the Baker thing was from April seventh, two thousand and eight. Yeah, that was twenty five years. That's old. still a story, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's still a story. Yeah. Twenty five years old doing Bill the Baker. Business. I don't have a date on that one because I just have a when I put it into my file. So Jesus, long time ago. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know. Yeah, Bill, unfortunately, he, he was older at the time, so this yeah. was sixteen years ago, but. I mean, he was. He used to call the shows. Uh, some of the most famous, obviously, Jerome, Doris, sure. Regal Park, Phil, and Howard Bill, Beach, and yeah. Short Al, yeah, Short Al, Short yeah. Al, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Short Al hit. He but Bruce on, and Bayside, Bruce and Bayside was a great one. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of those guys. Dennis from Yonkers, Mike from White Plains. Dennis from Yonkers still calls. He's called, but not this station as much. I, oh no, you know what? He called uh, Beningo on Saturday. I did hear that. Was that Mike from White Plains Breen? No, it no. was Al from White Plains. Oh, oh Al from White Plains. Al That's from White okay. Plains. That's right. He got a show, didn't he? Didn't Al from White Plains, wasn't he in the same contest that Joe Beningo was in? That sounds familiar. And Joe got the job? And then Al held it against him for the rest of the time? And They used to- They were in here, though, and did a show. Did they? They did, and it was here. And I don't remember how long ago it was. Seven, eight years ago, something like that? I don't know why they did it. But so yeah. Remember that drop that you have of Beningo, like, Al, Al, give me a break, Al, shut up. I think that was... Beningo yelling mm. it out from White Plains because he always used to battle. It was like a grudge that they never Not saw. Not Al Dukes. Not Al Dukes, right. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what that was from. Yeah. Sounds right. I don't. I should I should go back in that folder and like listen to some so of the you stuff. You must have some gems. Oh, yeah, I don't. I, but I didn't. It's. I'm happy that it's there, but it's just so unorganized. As Eddie could see. I mean, I have just yeah. stuff saved, the, the meaningless. Well, that's right. Chris does a good job. CeeLo's got like a lot of stuff. Stop it, Al. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the crap. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I Stop it, Al. Yeah. Tired of the crap. Mm. Yeah. CeeLo finds stuff very quickly. Oh, yeah. no, Very much more organized. And he says May of 06 for the... 06? For, for, the, to, for the Tony. Tony and... Oh, wow. Okay. Which would make sense. May yeah. is when they wrap things up. 18 years ago. Wow. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> so so a kid who was born... <laughs> this is, blows my mind. Is now graduating high school. A kid who was born when, when Tony yeah. talked to Tom and Fairfield is now graduating high school. Yes, correct. Oh, my God. Where yep. does the time go? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 